this week, and on the same day that another big story was breaking about the Hunter Biden probe, raising quite a few eyebrows about the timing of all of this. So let's break down the timeline of Trump's indictments versus the key developments in the Hunter saga. On 37, 12 through 20. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. headline news with resistance chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle if you are unaware the lindell election summit is this weekend took place this week yeah this week it was wednesday and thursday and it was phenomenal by the way and i loved the big sign up up top that said election crime bureau the whole time we're gonna have dr doug frank our good dear friend we're gonna have his speech now we've also got um steve bannon saying don't don't fear uh anything just only fear God. And that essentially to me is how we're going to take everything back. Now we've got Glenn Beck talking about the Biden crime family. We've got Trump indictments dropping right after all of the Hunter drops. That that can't be a coincidence. No, it's planned. It's all planned. And we have an update on Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Her medical license was indefinitely suspended. Last week, we went up to Columbus. We told you guys about it, but we have an update from that with attorney Tom Renz, who's also our good friend. We've got all that and so much more coming up right after these messages. Don't go anywhere because it's going to be a hot show tonight. So, Leah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. We don't keep secrets from the uh, Brighteon audience here. Never. And we get a phone call from Doug Frank. Yeah. <laughs> While he's at the election summit. And he says that the speaker that was supposed to come and represent Ohio uh-huh. was unable to make it. Uh. And so since Doug is from Ohio, which is where we're from, they asked Doug to speak. Now, if you'll remember, Leah and I spoke for Ohio last year. We were unable to make it there again this year. And so Doug calls us up and he says, I've been asked to speak for Ohio. Give me some good news. And I said, well, the good news is the same message that we gave last year. And then Leah was able to kind of say, actually, here's some, here's all of these uh, other things that are happening in Ohio. And he goes, thanks, good buddy, how he always calls us. And uh, and so he was able to deliver, deliver a phenomenal speech, I would say, empowered by God and a little resistance chicks. Well, he was punch. talking a lot that the, over the over the summit and uh, he spoke about Ohio. The um, clip I have for you guys 
and this is kind of cool to think about where we were one year ago we were coming off of the reawaken tour in new york and then we went straight to st louis missouri and the power of god fell if you guys don't know it michelle and i kind of we dropped the boom we we told them the only way you're going to do this is with the power of god and uh that message got a standing ovation, not because of who we are, but who God was, is in that moment. And uh, we got a phone call or a message or however people contact you nowadays from Real America's Voice. And they asked us to come on and talk about the election summit and talk about how we change things with the power of God. And then we were there every Wednesday for a whole year, for a whole year. And I know that you guys have been messaging us. Where are you on Real America's Voice? Well, we are going to do a full kind of expose. No, uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll, we will break things down for you guys. But just to know, we had a really good run with Real, Real America's Voice. We are so grateful to have had the opportunity to go on every Wednesday with Ed and Karen. And Ed and Karen are no longer with Real America's Voice. And so Resistance Chicks are no longer with. <laughs> Because we were there because of them. But the interesting thing, the reason why Leah brings this up before we're about to play this clip is because down to the day. To the day. I mean, the day. It was a solid year. Like the the day that we didn't go on with Real America's Voice this past week. We weren't on the week before because we couldn't make it because we were up in Columbus with Tenpenny. But it was like kind of the resistance chicks run of being canceled on Real America's Voice, which really wasn't, we didn't get canceled. It was just because we were there with, with Ed and Karen. Um, so we no no hard feelings to Real America's Voice. I love them. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it was a difficult thing for us to do to fit in our schedule. So it's mm-hmm. kind of eased up yes. us for um, for our, our own schedule there. But I was talking to, my, to Leah and, and my family and I'm like, this is, has to be God. Because the one Wednesday that we start was August... Um, Oh, shoot. What was it? I don't even remember. But August something last year. And then on that Wednesday, or it was the very next day, the Thursday. And then again, a year later at the exact same election summit, we end. And I just feel like I wanted to, I'm glad Leah brought this testimony up because sometimes we need to hear that God has plans down to the tiniest little detail. And he does things like this to show us, hey, I'm I'm with you. I'm leading your path. And I hope that you guys have similar experiences like that as well. Yeah. So uh, this one clip, because doc, uh, Dr. Doug Frank uh, spoke a lot at the election summit, but this particular clip I pulled out for you guys, uh, I pulled it off of Bannon's rumble and I kind of chopped up just a little bit because I felt like this kind of summed up the election summit. If you weren't able to go, um, if you guys haven't seen Doug do his presentation, you're totally missing out. But this one was a really good highlight reel. So let's play this. Voted first. And then you notice, like, here, here's the red curve. The red curve is who actually voted. Well, gee, as soon as they started inflating the voter rolls, oh, lo and behold. Here, I got a question. Yeah. So when, the, when they're inflating them there, uh, when they, when they were adding to voter rolls before, was it, was it by hand? And then all of a sudden computers came in? It was it, it, when computers were starting to be added in the right, 90s. They right. started, so see right. Does everybody understand that part? Okay. Yeah. So the turnout. So I, I don't have time to show you every state in the country. So what I did is I added them all together. So you can see this is for the whole country. This is the 18 and older population, the blue curve. And you notice that as of, as of 1996, suddenly 
the voter turnout, the black curve across the whole country has been going up, and the number of votes has been going up. Suddenly, we suddenly became more patriotic. I don't think so. And what happens is if you do simple math, simple math, you can say, look, the number of votes is growing faster than the population by about 10%. And that's basically where all the fandom ballots are coming from. If you're going to cheat with machines, you need places to names to assign to. And that's about 10%, about 30 million of our population. And so the voter turnout has also become more erratic since the addition of machines. And you can see that really clearly. I'll just give you one example from California. By the way, you notice right off the bat, California's population of 18 and older people is starting to diminish, but their roles are growing. Hmm, their roles are growing, but their population is going down. Interesting, huh? But notice how it, the voting, you know, presidential, midterm, presidential, midterm, used to be pretty stable and it's become more erratic. As soon as they added the machines, look what's happened. And that's a trend I see in every state in the country. And what's also very spooky is if I show you state after state after state, they all have the same shape. So suddenly all the states in the country are behaving exactly the same. How could all the states be behaving exactly the same? Especially since they're not online. How could that possibly happen? How could that possibly happen? So this is sort of external evidence that the machines must be operating. Right. Anyway, I just show you how it's more volatile. Now, this is, this is, uh, this is the uh, money shot, as we like to call it. Um, every it used to be, and this is before machines, that you used to vote in your local precinct. You would go in, you would sign the book, they would give you a ballot, you'd fill it out. It, you know, it was your local neighbors, everybody knew everybody, you could make sure everybody was a real voter. And then at the end, you would you know, count up the ballots and turn in a number. That's the way we used to run our elections. Well, we don't do that now. In every state in the country now, it's taken two decades, but it's that way now, our, our roles are centrally controlled. And I use this example from Wisconsin. I'll show you a second example from Wyoming. Notice that this graph shows you from 2009 to 2021. And I showed this graph in official testimony in Wisconsin. And I was showing Robin Voss. And I said, notice, he's the Speaker of the House there. I said, notice that right before 2012, the rolls suddenly surge, and then they vote, and you take people out. And then midterm, it surges a little bit, and then you take people out. And then right before 2016, the rolls fill right back up again. It's like, wait a minute, you know, why, why are the rolls all full? And then after the election, this is what's particularly stunning, they remove a fourth of the voters. They remove a fourth of the voters from the voter rolls. I said, sir, and they're all back again by 2020. How could that possibly happen? You know what his answer was? We have a lot of turnover in those three largest counties. 25% in four years, I said. I said, besides, look at all of your counties. Every wow. one of your Everybody counties. look at that. Does that look like they were online? <laughs> Every one of your counties follows the exact same pattern. How could that happen? And, and one of the messages that you hear is, oh, no, we can't have widespread fraud in our state because every county runs their own elections. You think so? I don't think so. That, look, and that's month to month. So it's like that one movie, Identical. <laughs> identical, yes. So now that's Wisconsin. And some people might say, well, not in my county. And that's one of the things I'm doing tonight. Right, right. Not in my county. Well, here's Wyoming, the most conservative in the country. Here's their three largest counties. And you notice the same thing. Wait a minute. They're all behaving exactly the same. And by the way, let's look at all of their counties. And you're going to see they all have exactly the same pattern. Okay. So this is evidence of machine manipulation of the roles, centrally controlled. And, and, and we don't even, I mean, this, is, this can't happen naturally. This, this ain't natural, buddy. Okay. And, and by the way, in Wyoming, their roles changed 25% in two years. In, in Wisconsin, it took four years to change 25%. So it's even, it's even worse. They didn't even know this was happening to them. That's one of the things that's so eye-opening to me about this is I'm just going around the country showing people their own evidence, their own data. I want to tell you back when, it, you know, it's been two, a little over two years now when I met you and the demonstration back then was, was very, was very, just in its infancy. And yes, yes. are you surprised that it's this widespread in every county and every state in the country? Yes. When you first had me on that movie, Scientific Proof, I had only done five states at that point. Right. And I was still looking for a conservative state because Republicans are good and Democrats are bad. I was still looking for a place where I could not predict the elections. And, right, but right. then, again, I'd only done five states. Now I've done 46. Right. And, and I remember we- 46 out of 50 is already done, you yes. guys. It, it, it's amazing. This guy never, ever, um, 
I think he's only been home, I don't know, a week in, a, in three years. I mean, I, I hear it's just on the road. He cares so much for his country. And they can't argue his evidence because it comes right out of the machines. They lied. They said they weren't online. And, I, you know, I used to go into states and go, like I was up in Ohio. This guy wanted me to endorse him. And he goes, he goes um, I said, uh, did, um, did you think there was election crime with these machines or whatever? And uh, not in our state, Donald Trump won. Eat, you're out. If you don't have, if you're running for office and you don't even have the wherewithal that you should have looked into this and care about your, well, I'm the biggest, the biggest, um, I don't know what you would call the word. The word I hate the most is, is these political. I'm all for election integrity. That's about as weak a word as you can find. Solve the election crime in our country. Yes. Protect us against the election crime. This isn't about integrity. That's such a weak word. Oh, yeah, we're, we're all for it. And they're, and they're running on this. It makes me sick, these politicians that are running on, like, election integrity. Like Ron DeSantis down there. Oh, I'm all for election integrity. Really, you wouldn't even listen to us when we told you the machines were online. Right, right. Wouldn't even listen. Walked out of the room. So, anyway, that's all right. Very good. Well, I explained that, you know, what I'm able to do is, is, is the same thing as being able to roll a 20-sided die 83 times. You walk into a county, you roll a die 83 times. You walk into the next county, and you roll the die 83 times. And it's the exact same 83 numbers. That's a sort of mysterious thing, isn't it? And yet, when you change states, it's a new set of 83 numbers. If you see my longer talk, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it, it's an algorithm. I showed it to okay. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me explain that one a little bit. What do you say in the role in that? You can pick any county in the United States, okay? I'm going to pick my home uh, in Minnesota, Carver County. I love those two men more than I can say. Um, and I am honored to count them among uh, the, those fighting on the front lines for this. And, and so I wanted to make clear in case it was a little confusing with the graph. What Doug found was that voter rolls, which do not get purged, right. but several years, right. are inflating before an election and then down by 25% after election. Because the, what they're doing is they're then, removing the inflated numbers. They're removing the fake people because they don't want you to find them. Right. And then they're adding them back in just yeah. for the election. Exactly. And for anybody to say that 25% of the people left, well, that's fine. They don't, no one unregisters to vote exactly I, if i've mm -hmm. moved states i didn't i didn't notify them and say i i've never spoken me. to anyone that has unregistered to vote no ever not no. one time in my life no they purge them they're supposed to purge them like every so often like you know each state but dumping different. them right after every election to the exact and and, and, and the, then every single county by the same percentage exactly that means because each county is supposed to so be every run independently state has people like m moving and like, is this some sort of movie? Only in sci-fi could that actually work. Right. And and really, the, the big takeaway for me is, like we just said, each precinct is supposed to handle their own uh, voter rolls. Each county is supposed to handle their, handle their own voter rolls. And so how is it that each county is identical? I wouldn't have a problem with those graphs if the voter rolls were controlled by the entire state. I then would you would expect have... them to look kind of similar. No, you're, you're missing you're missing the point. People moving and no, 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 no. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you on that. What I'm saying is we could almost go with them if the whole state was doing the exact same thing in every single county, whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, okay, I, we can talk about what they're doing being wrong in a minute, but the fact that they're saying that it's decentralized. Oh, and the evidence is showing that is it is that completely central because they're having the exact same results in every single county, whatever it is that they're doing. They could they could justify a way, well, we just do this. This is standard part of what we do and yada, yada, yada. But how come every single county that's supposed to be independently run is coming up with identical results? That's a good question. But um, there was a really cool clip here. It's just a minute long uh, with Mike Lindell and Steve Bannon talking about uh, do not fear. Let's roll this. 
What is no. Christ? What no, is, only fear the Lord. We have what, no other what did, fear. What did, what did Amen. Christ, what did Christ Jesus it. tell you? Fear not. Fear right. Not. That's right. Fear not. That's right. They can't. They, we're fearless. You people are fearless. You're here today with all the all the all the lawsuits, all the criminal charges. President Trump. They want to put in. Think about this for a second. Seven hundred yeah. years in prison. Yeah. This tell you the mask is off. Mike Mike Lindell's right. The election in 16 was providential, but let me tell you something. The steal in 20 was actually more providential because the mask came off. That's right. You see that these are nothing but low-life, atheistic, Marxist, communist, totalitarian, the worst group of people in the world. Hey, and when we defeat them, when we defeat them, when we defeat them, we're going to give them a choice. This country's going to get back to being run like the republic it was, and if you don't like it, there's the door. Take off and go someplace else. Because we're never going to revert back the way you. I love Steve Bannon so much. We're never going to revert back to the way that you guys have been doing this. And he is so right. The election in 2020 was providential because it exposed what they've been doing for decades. Yeah, for a really long time. I know you guys have sent me a lot of things on the Maui fires and we've been covering them last Friday and Sunday. And Greg Reese actually put together an interesting report and I wasn't ready to go down conspiracy alley, but since the crisis management uh, director has had to resign, that they did not um, blow the sirens, that water was withheld. And they even, literally turned off the water in Lahaina. And then they aren't allowing people to leave the island. You have to have a permission slip to go get supplies. There's a lot of things surrounding this. But we do have a question. Could it possibly have been planned? I mean, I am not going to jump and say that it was mm -hmm. because that is that is murder beyond what we can comprehend. Right. But what if they didn't work very hard to stop them? Mm -hmm. What if they just didn't? What, what if they capitalized on something that was already horrible? I don't know. I know that a lot of balls were dropped and I do know that one of the main sheriffs who was on point with the Las Vegas shooting was somehow in Lahaina when this happened, or he wasn't actually there. That was the problem. So let's roll this uh, Greg Reese report. Survivors of the Maui fire say that they received no warning and that the flames appeared so quickly that escape was difficult. Everything was suddenly in flames and many found refuge in the ocean for hours while their homes burned to the ground and into the same powdery ash footprint we've seen in recent years. So far, it is estimated that nearly a thousand people have died. Locals are worried this includes hundreds of children who were home due to school being canceled that day. Several people are reporting that the government is not only doing little to help, but they are blocking local efforts to do so and are not allowing local donations through, and that they are blocking life-saving medicine because it isn't federally approved. Denying people access to bring in supplies, just supplies for people who live. The government withholding every single one of our donations because we are not a part of FEMA and Red Cross. So none of this is eligible for giving out. Tell me why, I have no freaking clue. The people of Maui are on their own for now. And aside from the federal government's bureaucratic failure, they have good reason to be suspicious. Just like what we saw five years ago in Paradise, California, there was nothing normal about these fires. Within a day of burning, it was like a bomb went off. When you see the full, full extent of the destruction. It will shock you. It does appear like a bomb and fire went off, if I may. 
and all of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina. Local residents have been reporting bright flashes of light. One was captured by a home security camera that appears to have been the start of the Olinda fire. Many people are saying that it was directed energy weapons. We know that most major governments already have them. And during the California fires, online weather maps recorded what looks like a laser from above, striking an area just before it bursts into flames. In his research, Dennis Mills discovered that the incendiary aluminum and barium nanodust from chemtrails is most likely fueling the ferocity of today's so-called super wildfires. And on the day before the Maui fires broke out, locals were reporting a heavy overcast from chemtrailing that they'd never seen before. It's also interesting to note that the Maui police chief was the incident commander for the Las Vegas mass shooting in 2017. La Haina is considered to be a historic and sacred land. It was the capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii before it was taken by the United States. It's been occupied by native Hawaiians ever since, who are defiantly opposed to the mainland outsiders who have been buying up land with no respect for local culture. Not just BlackRock and Vanguard, but billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg, who owns more land on Kauai than what the government of Kauai owns. And Oprah Winfrey, who has bought over a thousand acres of land in Hawaii, including a new 870 acres in Maui she just bought this spring. In 2018, the Paradise wildfires broke out exactly where the United Nations have plans to somehow make off-limits to humans. And that same year, a report on wildfire prevention was published that was focused on the exact same areas in Maui where the fires just broke out. All historic downtown, all of it is demolished and all the, the houses gone. But those commercial big box stores are still there. Hawaii Governor Josh Green has been putting the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda ahead of Hawaiian interests. Just weeks before the fire, he unveiled an emergency proclamation on housing that eliminates the traditional land use commission, allowing the government more leeway to build as they see fit, such as building 15-minute smart cities run by artificial intelligence, just like they've been planning to do in Hawaii for years. At some point, I will make a major donation after all of the smoke and ashes have settled here and we figure out what the rebuilding is going to look like. This is going to be a, a long and difficult process. You're going to see a lot of Phoenix stories rising from the ashes here. You know, Lee, I know what you said, but here's the deal. This is what I will say. We do know that cloud seeding is real. We do know that they will put magnesium and different types of um, combustibles in the air for various reasons. And we know that they do weather modification and manipulation. And we know that they have direct energy weapons. These, yeah. these, these facts yeah. are not conspiracy theories. No. They're just facts. Well, we also know yeah. that they have motive to Motive. want to have these 15 minute cities yes to it, it to, they've been trying to buy the land from the locals okay well even right now uh, they're trying locals to are undercut being con yeah. contacted hey do you want to sell your property i yeah. mean this is really sick stuff where people here's the thing um i believe that there's got to be something for people who are native to hawaii to be able to buy land, this is this is the tricky part, right? The tricky part is when you have all these rich people that want to come in and and, uh, and inflate. I I just don't think that you should be able to go in and buy property if you're not native. Like, this is to Hawaii is it is not a very big. It's not it's their islands. It's a set of islands, and to have some rich white or well rich white people coming in and even. Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey having a thousand acres, and what happens to the native Hawaiians? Where do they even go? So, so you said I don't want to say that this was pre-planned because I don't want to think like so. They so kill but, that many people, but for a land grab. 
we know that World War II was not what it was made out to be. And they dropped a bomb on Hiroshima. And we know that these people, they count these types of things as collateral damage. They have the wickedness in their heart that says there is no price too high for progress. Yes. So that leads you to a host of options of conclusions. Mm -hmm. And I will allow you to get to your own there. Yeah, speaking of getting to your own conclusions, there's no place like Brightown where we can get to our own conclusions. And I love the Brightown Network, and I love that we get to come on every Friday and say these things to you. This time, we're not holding back a conclusion because of censorship, and I love that. I love that if I wanted to say these Maui fires were pre-planned, I could say it. And, mm-hmm. and and that makes me feel amazing. So to support the Brighteon Network and the amazing team that they have there, you can go to the Brighteon store, brighteonstore.com, use promo code CHICKS, and not only are you supporting the most phenomenal network on the internet, but then you are supporting Resistance Chicks, you're supporting Mike Adams, and you are getting phenomenal products that you know are healthy and good for your body. Because here's the deal, guys. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but this could happen to you. And what do you want to have in place to be prepared? A bug out place. You want to sure. have a bug out place. You want to have the the materials that you need in it to, for your family to be able to survive in something like this. Yeah. That's what I love the Brighteon store for. They've got the Ranger health buckets and so on and so forth. So support the Brighteon store. Go to brighteonstore.com. Use promo code CHICKS. And we will be right back right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. We've got a lot more. You know this phrase, the Biden crime family? Mm -hmm. To me, it rolls right off the tongue because it actually makes sense. We don't, Trump has been indicted four times now. Oh, I think it's at least, it's at least three. I don't know if it's four or not. Okay, I think it's three or four times. And I'm thinking to myself, but how come we don't hear the Trump crime family? It doesn't roll off the tongue. There's no evidence behind it. There's nothing. All they have, literally all of these indictments are that they're saying that that essentially Trump meddled in an election. Yeah. But they don't have any crimes. Yeah, they have no crimes. But we've got a laundry list of crimes. We have a laundry list. With the Biden crime family. You know, um, there's a clip I saw with Joe Scarborough, who was pushing back on one of Hunter Biden's lawyers. And I was actually concerned because when the mainstream media starts to turn on Joe eat Biden. their just, own? No, no, this isn't an eat their own moment. Okay. This is a wait to dispose of Joe till the proper moment. We're going to dispose of Joe. Joe is there for a second, yeah. keeping everybody else in place. And then when I don't want them to dispose of Joe before I, 2024. Me too, me too. Because I, Can we keep everyone Joe? knows Please. that he can't win. right. And even those who would push him over the finish line, I guarantee you African-Americans are not coming out to vote for Joe Biden. They may have in 2020, may have, but they're not. And even normal, the, the, the suburban mom who hates Trump yeah. is not going to be able to, with their conscience, vote for Joe Biden. Because everyone knows, even normal people on the street Everybody's hurting. Have you seen grocery bills? Yes, everybody's hurting, and everybody knows that he and Kamala are laughing stock. So when Joe Scarborough comes and begins to expose the Hunter Biden crime family, then you have to wonder where they're going to be making the switch and saying, I know you guys don't like this guy, and then they're going to devour him and laugh and eat him to pieces. They will actually do this. I had a dream about it. Kamala and Jill being part of it. So... When that happens, just watch out because there are new. Why are they characters. waiting so long? I think they don't want you to be able to 
you know, push back against their the replacement. Exactly. I think the the the, the shortest amount of time they're going to come out with yeah. some new person. That way, mm -hmm. it's a very small time period so that you don't have time mm -hmm. to research all of their mm -hmm. past shenanigans, and you just be like, okay, it's not Trump, it's not Joe, you got my vote. Exactly, bingo, you got it. So um, with that, though, it doesn't mean that we can ignore the crimes. So I want to play this clip by, uh, I think it's Glenn Beck. Again, yep. I think that's my next one up. Glenn Beck exposing the Biden crime family. Per Devin Archer's testimony, we now know that the first time he met with the Burisma CEO was in Moscow. And it was exactly, actually the exact same day that Russia invaded Crimea. Now that's weird. You see, I find this interesting on several fronts. First, Burisma was one of the only Ukrainian energy companies, if not the only, that leased natural gas fields in the now Russian-backed state of Crimea. And Burisma's CEO had ties to the now ousted uh, former Russian-Ukrainian president. That's interesting, but it gets better. Month later, Devin Archer visits the White House. From his account, the meeting was something regarding his son's school project. Uh-huh. Quote, we were talking about his paper mache White House project for the second or third grade. He can remember that it was a paper mache project, but he can't remember if his son was in the second or third grade. Uh -huh. That's his story, and he'll be sticking to that. That's all they spoke about. From his White House testimony, this meeting took place around April 15th, 2014. I also find this interesting because three days earlier, Hunter Biden sent Devin Archer a lengthy email describing the situation in Ukraine and how their company can, quote, be of real value here. Hunter then mentions that his dad is about to travel to Ukraine. Oh, and then he tells Archer to buy a burner phone. How many times have people told you that? <laughs> hey, Girl Scouts, I know we're doing everything on the up and up here, but you should buy a burner phone. So... All while they were speaking at the White House there about a third grade paper mache uh, project, could have been second grade, there was no talk about natural gas leases, leases in Crimea or Burisma. No, I need an expert on paper mache. I go to Joe Biden. Three days later, Hunter joined his business partner, Devin Archer, on the Burisma board. Three days after that, Joe Biden landed in Ukraine where he spoke about what? Come on. Paper mache, right? No. Wasn't security, corruption, no, it was fracking and greater energy production. And it all began with a fortuitous meeting in Moscow on the exact same day that Russia invaded Crimea. Now, the Biden crime family is either the luckiest family on the planet, and gosh, mom's going to be awfully upset, Wally, when she comes home and finds out You've been canoodling with an oligarch. It's always there, right there, magically, right there in the right place at the right time with the second most powerful man in the country, and it happens to be his dad. Happens to be his dad. Honestly, I, at this point, it is literally, what does it make? I'm Hillary Clinton, right? At this point, what difference does that? The crimes are there. The evidence is there. 
everyone knows it and everyone is just agreeing to let it go just let it go let it go and no it's hold on to it till it's time okay this is how they roll um and i have to tell you guys even people on our side are really good at spinning it's called spin and you're it, the left right now is spinning for joe until it's time to let joe go okay they actually it's very interesting so i don't know which came first the chicken or the egg the trump indictments or the hunter biden scandals i don't know if they're trying to cover up for joe or what it is honestly guys at this point i'm not exactly sure what their long game is with the trump indictments but this week it was a really big deal it wasn't just trump Rudy giuliani jenna ellis professor eastman um just a, a list, a laundry list of uh, Trump su Trump supporters and Trump advocates, Trump lawyers. Former. former. Yeah, some of them. Uh, no, but they were in 2020, let's put it that way. They are listed in this indictment in Georgia, and it's a sham in, in, in indictment. And you need to know, uh, I think I have another clip I'm going to play at another time, where um, I believe it was, oh gosh, Newt Gingrich has some inside knowledge that they prosecutors weren't even ready to drop this indictment yet. Mm. But because of the Hunter revelations, they said, you really have to drop this now. Yeah. So I want you guys to see this timeline of the Hunter Biden bombshells that are coming out and then the Trump indictments. We roll this clip. Per Devin Archer's testimony, we now know that the first time he met with the Burisma CEO was in Moscow. And it was exactly, actually the exact same day that Russia invaded Crimea. Now that's weird. You see, I find this interesting on several fronts. First, Burisma was one of the only Ukrainian energy companies. Okay, so wrong clip there. That was that keeps happening every that single keeps week. Happening. It's usually with this with with slot number four or five. Yeah, I don't know what it is there. Strange. It's the devil. It is the devil. Okay, so but I can break it down for you guys very simply, literally. And so you're asking which which it is, the chicken or the egg? To mm. me, it's the chicken. Mm. Like we've got these hunter drops that they are not planning on dropping. By the way, they are not planning on these being exposed, but they know that it's it's like a fart you can't keep in. It's coming out, yeah. okay? And so then they're like, rush, drop the Trump, drop the next Trump thing. And like you said in Georgia, they're not they weren't ready. Which yeah. is actually good news, by the way, because oh, yeah. it means that it's going to fall apart. But it, but it shows us that the intent behind the Trump indictments isn't really to get Trump. Yes, they would love if they, it's like, OK, well, maybe if one of these actually worked and we could get him in jail. Great. But the motive behind it and the reasoning behind the entire thing yeah, all has to do with covering up for Hunter Biden. The yeah. question in my mind is how long until they actually then need it? And then it, it will be like the boy that cried wolf. Will will they even will it be even ready? Because people will be like, eh, 
just Hunter again. If they're if they are ever going to yeah. try to turn on Joe, and will people be like, wait a minute? For all these years, you've been telling us it's not a big deal, and now you're telling us it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, I think people are going to be sick of hearing about it by that time, and it, it's probably going to to backfire on them. Um, but before we get to this, yeah, well, I just I can go over a couple of these. So on March 16th, the House Oversight Committee reveals Biden family payments from a Chinese energy company, and then lo and behold, on Two March days later. 18th, Trump says. He'll be indicted in Europe. Yeah. So these are things that just keep happening. On April 4th, the uh, Manhattan uh, DA, Alvin Bragg, indicts Trump in a hush money case. And then on uh, that's that's in between. So then you've got on uh, June 7th, you have the um, the, the FBI, FBI releases. releases the documents alleging that the Bidens took some, uh, you know, bribe, some money. bribe money from Burisma. $10 million. And then on June 8th, Jack Smith indicts Trump in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. And then in the most- Like literally the next day. Yeah. The very next day. The very next day. The very next day. And then we have the most recent um, one uh, is the member on July 26th, Hunter Biden got a sweetheart, his sweetheart deal that would have kept him from going to jail. It's actually been rejected because of things. Well, July 27th, Jack Smith day. adds more charges to the Mar-a-Lago case the very next day. So then you have, on July 31st, you have um, D Devin Archer testifying that Joe Biden was on the calls with the, the 20 plus calls. 20 plus calls. And then August 1st. I don't know if you guys know, but July 31st, 31st is followed by August 1st. Yeah. The very next day. The very, very next day. Could they do the timing anymore? So then what happens, on the, what happens on August 1st? Jack Smith indicts Trump for the January 6th case. Yeah. And then we have August 14th, the morning. The GOP releases a transcript from the FBI agent involved in the Hunter Biden investigation. And then it turns out that the very um, next day you've got, oh, it's actually the evening of the Fulton County DA um, charges Trump with eight and 18 others in the Georgia 2020 election probe. So that was the, that was the case, I think, that Newt Gringers was talking about saying that you got to go tonight. You yeah. have to go right now. Yeah. Because they actually obviously felt that the GOP the transcripts being released of the FBI agent involved in the Hunter Biden investigation, um, that was absolutely huge. And this is a, we're kind of in a different kind of world right now where the, the weaponization of the government against the president and citizens is right out there in the open for everyone to see. Right out there in the open for everyone to see. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. If you guys don't watch our after show, you can on resistancechicks.com. Uh, we go live again after this, uh, immediately after, a little after seven on resistancechicks.com. But you can watch that all weekend long. I would say, you know, I, I, I want to encourage people to stay to the, the Bright Town Network, you too. Can, Michelle Swinnick comes on if, afterwards. It's a great show. Right. But if you would like to join us live at Rumble uh, and Facebook, please jump over there and see the rest of our show. We're going to cover more of that then. But right now, on this network, I am so relieved that I can talk about a friend of mine, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Michelle, you want to tell everybody where we were last Wednesday? 
last, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, uh, we were up in Columbus where the Ohio Medical Board was having holding a final hearing to vote to indefinitely suspend Dr. Sherry Tenpenny's medical license. We went up and we covered that. They had a live feed on their YouTube channel that immediately following the hearing with Tenpenny, which by the way, was going to continue on and hear other cases, but somehow the live feed just so happened to get cut right after Dr. Sherry's hearing. And deleted, by the way. So if Leah and I had not been there, the entire um, record of what happened would have been lost forever. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Tenpenny actually had a... She um, did a sub-stack, and she mentioned that in her sub-stack. Yes, um, so... Actually, which was, was really cool. She said that. She's yeah, like, if the so resistance chicks hadn't been there. She says, last week, I wrote about the preparation for this hearing. And then she said, on Wednesday, August 9th, that the hearing uh, of the Ohio Medical Board was held in Columbus, Ohio, two years in the making. It was an interesting experience to sit before a panel of your judgmental peers. They were seated on an elevated platform, much like the hearings one sees on TV, of Congress seated behind microphones looking down on those they are interrogating. It was. A group of nearly 30 friends. I think it was more than that. Oh, it was way more came to support me at the hearing, which appeared to somewhat rattle the board members. Shortly after the hearing began, my attorney, Tom Renz, who was sitting with me about halfway back from the single podium in the center of the board, was called to speak. He was given five minutes, that's it, five minutes to rebut the board's accusation that Sherry had failed to cooperate with the unfounded investigation. She says, I was not allowed to speak, keeping in mind that the only charge against her was that she failed to cooperate. Over the last two years, the board has sent a series of letters, even though at the hearing they made it seem they've been chasing me to get an answer and I've never responded. We answered every one of their letters on time. Eric Jones, my other attorney involved in the situation, wrote every response and attended the board meeting on August 9th, which I was not required to attend. How was that being uncooperative? They said you didn't even show up. Well, her attorney showed up. Your attorney is your representative. So in the time we have allotted left, we're going to talk, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I have some clips with Tom. Tom explaining maybe why this witch hunt was initiated against Dr. Uh, Tenpenny, and then her explaining a little bit more about her cooperation. So Dr. Tenpenny uh, spoke in a state hearing, right? She went down to the state house, she was invited to speak, and she spoke on some legislation that was pending before the Ohio House of Representatives. Several things happened. First of all, uh, while she was there, uh, some Democrats and some other people had something set up to try and make her look stupid. They asked her a question related to the COVID vaccines about 5G and magnetism and this, that, and the other. And she said, well, if it's happening, we ought to investigate it, right? I mean, I, I don't want to be ridiculous here, but if you're a scientist and there's evidence of something strange happening, shouldn't you investigate it? Really? I mean, there were a lot of, a lot of, lot of uh, videos and a lot of people who actually were willing to testify under oath to, you know, magnetic injection sites, for example, when the COVID vaccines first came out. Now, is it real? I don't know. I have no idea. But what I do know is there were a lot of videos that were running around on YouTube and TikTok of people sticking keys to their arm right after their COVID injection. So when you have people complaining about her free exercising her free speech rights, the, board, the Ohio Medical Board does not have the right to investigate her medical practice for what she said in front of the state legislature. It just doesn't. They don't, they don't have that right. But yet they convinced, they, they commenced an investigation. Not only did they in, commence an investigation, they actually opened up by saying, hey, you said this in front of the state board, and so you need to go get a psychological evaluation. Yeah, think about that, folks. And they wanted her to pay for her own psychological evaluation out of her pocket, despite the fact that they were telling her who she was supposed to go see. Think about that. You think that was a setup, folks? All right, so this whole thing's nonsense and continues on. And uh, when, when someone does something illegal, lawyers have a right to object, right? Due process of law means that the lawyers have a right to say, hey, what you're doing to Sherry is not right. It's illegal. We don't think it's ethical. We don't think it's right. And so we object. 
And then if the Ohio Medical Board wanted to, to have Sherry, uh, you know, uh, compel her to testify or compel her to do anything, they had every right to go to court and say, hey, court, Sherry is doing this and we think she should have to uh, uh, come in and be investigated because, uh, you know, uh, she exercised her free speech rights. Well, the board didn't want to do that because the court would have laughed them out of court. God bless you, Sherry. And not only that, uh, Sherry's a, a, for anybody that doesn't know, Sherry is very dedicated to God and their faith. And uh, I don't think that we can overstate the importance to that because as we fight for God, family, country, if we forget about the God part, there is nothing else to fight for. So. Amen to that. Yeah. So Sherry, uh, you know, we, we went down there and under the law, uh, the board is required to give you a fair hearing and the board is required to give you uh, due process rights. And, you know, I, I will talk a little bit about that, that aspect of it. But, uh, you know, without getting into the law side, did you feel like you got a fair shake on this? Not really, because I don't understand the charges. I mean, they've they made it clear it wasn't about my 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 good care and taking good care of my patients. They um, they it was all about they said that I failed to cooperate with them. Well, if somebody sends you a series of letters and you respond to every letter, whether it's from the medical board, whether it's from the 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 the, the, uh, the tax department, you know, from IRS. I mean, whatever. When you when they send you a letter and you respond, they send you a letter, you respond. They send you a letter and you respond. How is that failure to cooperate? To me, I, we cooperated at every level. Level. We looked at the letters. We responded appropriately and legally. My lawyers drafted you, Tom, and Eric Jones, my other lawyer, drafted responses appropriately and set it back. And they go, nope, you didn't cooperate with us. Well, I guess that just simply means that they didn't like the answers, but it didn't mean that I failed to cooperate. And, and then when, when Eric asked them at the, the hearing, can you give us a definition of failed to cooperate? And they couldn't. And he said, well, then how can you say my client failed to cooperate because you don't have, don't have a legal definition? And then the other thing that I felt that was really unfair was that this has been going on for two years. You know, the first letter that we got from them was two years ago. And they made it sound like at the hearing, like they had been chasing me for two years to get my attention. And I never responded to them with anything. You mean that not... first letter where they out of the blue decided that you needed to submit yourself to a psych eval from a psychiatrist that they supplied uh, without any any input from lawyers or anything else. You just, you just hey, uh, you random person, you need a psych eval, right? Uh, what, and what... you need to give us all of your records on anything. And by the way, this is all about COVID because you know, I am so proud of Tom and Sherry for taking too. this on. And, you know, Tom said to us, I'm going to sue him because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. That's what Tom does best. And uh, all the evidence is there. We actually have all the evidence recorded. And I hope that the Ohio Medical Board is shaking in their boots because I do. what they have done is they have overstepped their bounds. Yeah. And I would like to give you a little bit of inside baseball. While we were there, the Ohio Medical Board is comprised of medical doctors and lawyers. And, yeah. and but not everybody has to vote. They can abstain. Yeah. And all of the lawyers abstain to vote against Sherry to remove her license, mm -hmm. but the medical doctors voted to do so. And I think that that's very cowardice of the lawyers, but they did not vote to remove it because they knew that they didn't have any legal grounds. Yeah. So we were kind of excited to see um, that Sherry says, I'm especially grateful for the resistance chicks, Michelle and Leah, and my online team for recording the entire proceeding. The hearing did not have a court stenographer. And after they voted on my misbehavior, the board chairman called for a 10 minute recess. At that exact moment, the live stream of the public hearing was shut down and the recording was removed. You, She has evidence with that recording of the degrading nature mm -hmm. of that hearing, making pretty much laughing at all of us yeah. in the audience and to Tom talking about you know 5G or different things like that. And the fact that we're not allowed to talk about it, YouTube just doubled down on their medical misinformation. Right. I will encourage you though, Dr. Sherry has a whole team of medical professionals at her practice. And if you're still there, she says, if you are an existing or future patient at Tenpenny Integrative Medical Center, 
um, please continue with your appointments. So she's not done. Exactly. So if you want to watch that video, you can go to our Brighteon channel, Resistance Chicks. And if you want to sign up for our emails, go to resistancechicks.com forward slash registration. We'll see you guys next week right here on Brighteon TV. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. Leah's making her little stanky face. That's the smug older sister face that she's making. Uh, we had a technical difficulty where the computer shut down and would not come back up for anything. And I tried everything. I even brought down my mom's laptop. I couldn't get it to work so that we could go live on that. We've been trying for literally 40 minutes to bring you a show tonight. The issue. Would you like to know the issue? Several times, Leah said, did you try this? Yes, I tried that. Did you try this? Yes, Leah, I tried that. She doesn't do the tech side. Finally, the last thing that she asks as she's continuing to look down with her smug older, older sister face, uh, did you check to see if the monitor was plugged in? Somehow, the I, I said yes to a bug fix on our streaming software, and as soon as it shut down the computer to bring back up the update... At the exact same time, simultaneously, the computer cord at the base of the monitor, not attached to the tower, but at the base of the monitor, slipped a hair and did I, not come I, back I, on. I think it might have been more than that. I honestly do. Uh, but uh, So we were able to somehow, that must, if, if there's something, something else happened. involved, I don't know. Something but, happened. But, we wiggled but, some wires. No, but... We got the computer back on. The computer was coming on the entire time. That's what it had to be. So then I go to the base of the monitor and I just shoved it up and it click right in. There it was. No idea what's going on. But, you know, I didn't think that tonight's show, quit making the smug older sister face. It's not a beautiful face. Smile. Be happy. It's you were, you gave a good answer. Look at there, Kenneth. I sm I sm I'm smiling. You're smugging. It's not a different. There's a difference between smiling and smugging. You're smugging. You're smugging. You're still smugging. I just said, you know, Michelle. I prayed. I did that number one and number two. I did that throughout. Actually, we prayed. So you know. Uh, we anyway, I didn't think that tonight's show was going to be that important, but apparently, it must be. It, don't think that you're going to go to YouTube to get any uh, medical advice anymore. They have doubled down on their new medical misinformation policy. A few days ago, YouTube amended their uh, COVID-19 misinformation policy, cha changing it so that it now applies to all things medical. Okay, so I don't know where that So leads. you can't talk about anything medical at all, period. Bar none, hands down. I don't know where that leaves anything beyond Band-Aids. And that may not even be allowed. Don't talk about those band-aids. If you got a splinter, mm -mm. it's not coming out. So you know what YouTube is actually vastly known for is a lot of how to, you know. I know I'm going to miss that. So I guess head over to Rumble. Please upload your videos over there. We need to create another space where we can find these things. The original policy was put in place in the early days of the pandemic, May 2020. The And outlawed content in the video uh, sharing platform that contradicted the WHO or local health authorities concerning the pandemic, which is very interesting because Uttar Pradesh in India treated people door to door with ivermectin, um, antibiotics. Yeah. And that was a local authority. Mm. And they literally went door to door. Right. It's very strange. So this COVID-19 medical information over uh, the years has been regularly updated, outright banning all vaccine information. That's what got our So second. does that mean that they get rid of all Pfizer commercials as well? Misinformation. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. Misspoke. So they decide. Yeah. Misinformation. You must be vaccinated and then you're good. In late 2021, and that's what happened when we, um, right there where we interviewed Andrew Wakefield, we, he got Wakefield in and so did we. We went in the wake of Wakefield. Our, uh, yeah. So the latest revamp is the biggest so far. The new medical misinformation policy, no longer just COVID-19 misinformation, now addresses cancer treatments abortion oh wow and non-covid vaccines so anything pro-life so prevention treatment and denial is what they're calling it uh videos promoting alternative medicine or dietary tips that claim to prevent disease videos sharing alternative or natural treatments <laughs> so let me explain something to you i can't with these people food is natural medicine by the way so but it can't so, but you can't say if you eat a certain thing that it might help with an ailment, but like, should you even tell people that eating food is good for you? Like salad or vegetables? Yeah, actually. Because that could be misinformation. Some people could say that beef is bad for you. Oh, they are saying it. So I guess it has to be USDA approved Meta food information. You know, I saw, I don't know how I ended up on Which this. Which we all know. So why would you go to YouTube for it? Exactly. I ended up on this video with Brooke Shields and she does not look good. Um, but that's fine. People age. It's not, I don't, that's not, I'm not trying to say anything. She's, she's clearly not using a bunch of like work. She's just aging gracefully, I guess I should say. So forgive me for saying she doesn't look good. She doesn't look fake, but she did say that, um, for years she had cut out several things from her diet, including for 13 years, she cut out red meat. And she said that she is done doing that. She's done cutting foods out that she is just going to listen to her body's cravings and she's just going to live her life and eat what she wants to eat. And I was like, that's awesome. But I, although one of the things that she said had me laughing, she said the only thing that if I have to do something, prepare for something that she will cut out is alcohol because it's, it's really, really bad. It dries out her skin. And she said, it's the hardest thing for her to cut out. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so first of all, you turned into an alcoholic and we were just like, I'm just eating everything. I don't even care anymore. You know, but I actually appreciated her saying I cut out red meat for 13 years and I'm just not cutting stuff out anymore. You know, red meat is the one that you really shouldn't cut out. Yeah. Especially as a, as a female, cause you need the yeah. iron, right? Absolutely. I want to read this. Um, you guys did a roll call on uh, prompted over on Facebook. So I want to read it out loud. So Dana says Cincinnati in the house. Danita says Georgia here. Justine says Texas here. Uh, Diane, Alabama, Tanya, West Virginia, Alicia, Oklahoma, Sh Shannon, Michigan. Dan says Illinois near St. Louis. And of course, Matthew Yellen uh, gone to the other side of the world in Alaska very recently. So that's awesome. So if you guys want to do that over on rumble, that would be really fun. And we'll read them out. Oh, cool. All right. So videos claiming establishment treatments, radiation, and chemotherapy, chemotherapy do more harm than good. So chemo and radiation are the way to go. Even from people who have had those treatments, gone. Ha! Videos claiming any sort of disease doesn't even exist, gone. So in short, YouTube will no longer allow any medical content at all that isn't simply parroting government policy or promoting big pharma products. Tellingly, it's all about approval from authority, not accuracy of information. In fact, nowhere in the entire document is there any kind of differential made between accuracy and authority. So in YouTube world, something is information if it's confirmed by the government and misinformation if it's not. Now, 
Um, if you guys didn't see our Revelation Red Pill Wednesday show on Margaret Sanger, Woo-hoo. eugenics and so population good. control. California had sterilization for 70 years, and that was a trust the science pretty big no-no. Eugenics was a science that everybody just accepted. So people are a lot... Here's the thing. we you Go back and watch that because there are actually... A lot of people alive today who were sterilized by the government. That's devastating. And the Supreme Court ruled that they could do that. And that's trust the science. And trust those people who did that are still alive. And those people that had it done to them are still alive. And let's just and for, so forget the fact. Do, that we, did, did science suddenly become all-knowing and all-perfect since yes. these people were sterilized? Since we did and, leeching and bleeding. Well, and we and, told, we said we want to get rid of the feeble-minded. You know, Margaret Sanger, she said, we need to give people a choice. Sterilization or segregation. So, I like the, a lost island. Could I go to this island? I'm, I think I would like to go to this island. The sterilization. We're the non-sterilized island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where people aren't sterilized. Right. Send us all there. Well, yes. Live in a tropical we'll paradise. take over I'll the take world. I'll take your... Actually, I will... I'll make you a deal. Here it comes. How about you you put a good portion of the country, set it aside, for those of us who don't want to be sterilized. <laughs> I will happily be segregated from you <laughs> that do want to be sterilized or want to... Um, you know, stop breeding because yeah. eventually you all will die out. And we'll go back and take over your area. I love it. Cause that's what happens you when guys, you stop yes. having children. This is your area. This is our area. We'll make you it all die nice. off. You know uh, who um showed us this? The shakers. They did. The shakers showed us that when you stop having children, you die off. So the shakers uh, are no longer in existence today but because they, they made didn't really good having children. furniture. You know, they did. They like did. They really, did one their thing legacy really well. lives on. Yes. They have a real, and I want to go, you got to go see their village. Yeah, it's awesome. And you been? they have a really, no, I need Let's to go. go. Um, so they have a really cool, like, washing machine that I really want Matt to build. Does it shake? It st- kind of stirs. Shaking. Oh, shaking, not stirred. Not All right, let me shaking. read a couple of these. So Judy from Northern Indiana, Noah from Kentucky over there. I'm glad that you're, are you coming to Bards Fest in Kentucky? All right, tell them about September that. September 21st through the 23rd. It's going to be fantastic. You guys like to camp? You like praise God? You want to go in and, and hang out with a bunch of us? We're going to camp no, or November, September 21st through the 23rd in Flemingsburg. Uh, go to bardsfest.com and get on. The updates are coming. The updates are going to come from me. This is what I'm going to tell you guys right now. You can actually get a campsite right now. Yes, you can call them. So I think it's Magnolia Farms, but go to bardsfm.com forward slash bardsfest, bardsfm.com forward slash bardsfest, or just go to bardsfm.com and you can, there's a bardsfest banner. You can click on it. It's like 20 bucks a day, 25 bucks a day. It's not even that. It's less than that. It's super cheap. Get get your campsite. They have full on hookups. We're going to have speakers. We're going to have music. We're going to have prayer. We're going to praising. It's going to be awesome. And so if you guys fellowship and food, if you guys are in like the, the Midwest, Come within, on. You guys, we're like within seven hours of like a ton of states. So come That's on. That's awesome. All right. So let me read. Stuart the Brit says, uh, Wiltshire, England. Um, Declare says, uh, Cincinnati on Rumble. Um, Medriv. Unable to get you on resistancechicks.com. I tried all day. That's send me an email, massfaith, M-A-S-F-A-I-T-H-3-3 at gmail.com. And let's find out what's going on. Um, Stuart the Brit says, Australia sterilized a lot of native peoples as well to their great shame. 
Um, and let me know, guys, if you're having any glitching on Rumble. We have Rumble has been acting up a lot lately. I don't know what's going on with yeah. it, but I can say that a lot of times, for some reason, their app, which I love, their app, by the way, um, is harder some, if you just go to your web browser. Yeah. So, All right, so... The uh, Trump indictment that dropped, uh, the Georgia one that pulled in all the fish that they could, uh, it's... What do you mean by that? Explain for people that may not know when you, when you say pulled in all the fish that they could. They're not just trying to get Trump. They're coming after everybody. The everybody, yeah. So... Who? Janet Ellis, anybody that was involved with Trump at the time of the election of 2020 through J5 plus one is actually, and even beyond that, by the way. Um, a lot of those people are, are on the list. Yeah. So Ju Rudy Giuliani, this is in the, this is in the Georgia one. Yeah. Okay? Rudy Giuliani, uh, John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, Mark Meadows, former department of justice official, Jeffrey Clark, um, people, other people that don't know who they are. Um, and this, this dropped right after one of the Hunter Biden drops, of course, right? Of course. Of course. Now. The, um, I'm going to bring up an, an article here it says debunking Jack Smith's latest indictment against Trump. So this is from Zero Hedge, authored by Paul and Livia Ingracia from the American Mind. Efforts to sow confusion and chaos in our election systems must be confronted. When the Supreme Court denied the state of Texas's lawsuit in December of 2020 to challenge the integrity of that year's general election for the lack of Article III standing, there already existed an overwhelming trove of evidence of procedural abnormalities and statistical anomalies that pointed to fundamental questions about the legitimacy of the election. And you guys know Mike Lindell did his, did his election summit. Uh, we played a little clip on our first uh, half of the show with, um, with Bridie and with Doug Frank. Well, over 155 million votes were allegedly cast in that year's cycle. The most of any vote total in presidential history. I'm curious to see what 2024 will be and how many dead people will be voting. Surpassing uh, 2016's previous record high setting uh, by a whopping 28 million votes. Moreover, the 2020 election not only saw the highest percentage of votes cast either by mail or absentee ballot. You know, in Europe, they don't allow mail-in ballots because why? Because they're ripe for fraud. But in America, we do things on the up and up. <laughs> Those Europeans, they're fraudulent, but Americans would never be. So honest we are. Oh, my gosh. You know, because we don't have a high prison, you know, turnover. Moreover, the 2020 election not only saw... Oh, yeah. Uh, highest mail or absentee ballot in modern American history, but it was the first time in which election day voting represented a minority of all methods of casting ballots. So mm. those election day votes doesn't matter. Yeah. Meh. Fewer than one third of voters who cast their ballots in 2020 did so in person on election day. It's insane. So even I like to go vote. Am I, what is with it? I, I get if I like you're going to be out of town. Okay, but do you think one third of the voters have a legitimate reason for, like, I'm literally not going to be here? No, only one third actually voted in person. You're kidding. Wait Two a minute. thirds did not. Okay. On so election day. You know what? I think this, this is wrong. Stupid. Even if there was absolutely no evidence of election fraud, the fact that more votes were cast than in any other election in American history, the majority, and it was like decided by four, like three or four states, you guys, okay, by like 40,000 votes total. Yeah. Uh, the majority of ballots having been cast prior to the official election day by mail, a method of voting historically recognized as being ripe with fraud, 
not only in the United States, but other Western democracies, meant that extreme diligence and precautionary care ought to have been taken to minimize the high probability of outcome determinative error in the election of such a, a complexity. The winner of the 2020 election was not declared by most mainstream networks, including, you know, the big four, until November 7th, four days after the polls closed. This was the longest gap in uh, time to declare a winner since 2000, and we had the, you know, hanging chads. So despite Trump having won 18 of 19 bellwether counties that voted for the president in every election from 1980 to 2016, the mainstream media still called the race for Joe. Moreover, the three major swing states, Florida, Iowa, Ohio, all voted for the winner of every presidential election since 1996, and they all voted for Donald Trump. And here in Ohio, we voted by a whopping 8%, at least. Uh, Biden won only um, 509 counties compared with 2,500 won by Trump. So so 509 counties supposedly told the 2,500 counties who the president was going to be, or just 16.7% of all the nation's counties. The fewest of any presidential winner in history. But those counties had a lot in common. Those counties had Democrats show up in raging numbers in these big Democrat stronghold cities. Those voters were... They were there. They came out more for Joe than they did for Barack Obama. They did. That is impressive. You know, I want to read this comment over here on Facebook from Jerry. Jerry says, Trump is guilty as all H-E-L-L. Your information is not credible. You're a liar. I haven't so, even said anything yet. I, I haven't you know, even. You know. You, presented my case. Jerry. Jerry. You have presented a comment before we have even said anything. <laughs> I would. I. I am curious. Have you watched any other videos that we've done where we talk about President Trump and his guilt or not guilt? Do you know what we're going to say? Do you know how we feel about him? How can you come on and say that our information is not credible and that we're lying? We haven't we given you any information yet. Anything yet. Who does that? And then after we do present our information, I, I will welcome you to leave in the chat your comments to counter your proof to prove that our information is false. That's how this works, man. Otherwise, you're called a troll, which, oh my gosh. Don't be a troll. No, no, no. Seriously, it's 8 o'clock on a Friday night. You're watching two sisters in their basement. Like, dude, get a life. If you don't <laughs> want to be here, go go party. Get a friend. <laughs> go to the movies. You, you don't waste your life. Go see Sound of Freedom. Like, seriously, you know, it's not worth the, your blood pressure to watch a show that you don't want to watch. Like, I don't, I don't I watch turn shows. off movies I don't want to watch. CNN comes on, I turn it off. I don't want to watch that. Like, seriously, let me just, can I at least do you a favor, son? Like, I'm not that awesome for you to waste time not liking me. True. Very there true. There are people I don't like, but I find incredibly fascinating. Although, and, and here's the thing. I think that we are incredibly likable. You may disagree with our information, but you kind of have to like us because we're really likable people. Um, but what I would say is that um, you may not know our feelings about the Donald. Um, and you and I would say, the I can D. guarantee you that you don't know our feelings about the Donald. Um, we, we try to keep those as I'll tell you what, if you stay though, or come back in a little bit when we play the Oliver Anthony song, you'll I think love it. you'll love the show. So just stick through the Trump stuff. If you hate him, I understand. Okay. I do. I really do. Right. I, I have my issues with Trump and he makes me mad too. Okay. Maybe I don't think that you're mad at him for the same reasons that I am. 
That's a fact. Probably not. Are you mad at him because he pushed the thingy, thingy, thingy in the mm -hmm. arm, arm, arm? Because we are. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Are you mm -hmm. glad that he did that? Are you glad he's behind Are you happy that, that he, sipped, got the, he locked down country and he put in, you know, thingy Juice in arm. the arm. Because we're happy? very mad at him for this. Yes, and you may be happy. You should be happy. You mad at Trump for the thing we are you not mad at Trump. You got the Pfizer? You got the Moderna? You are happy the with Johnson Trump for the things we are mad at Trump. So, what do you say all right so now he's not gonna be here anymore he doesn't like our accent <laughs> on top of everything else there were high profile newsworthy abnormalities that occurred on election night or in the hours and days immediately following it plainly just didn't make sense obviously there was the story of the water main break in georgia in the critical fulton county which occurred as vote counters were still tabulating ballots on election night the pike breakage conveniently brought bought officials time to delay the counting of nearly 40,000 outstanding outcome determinative outcome determinative out, absentee ballots right um, then there were the countless stories of ballot trafficking as documented in the now infamous Dinesh D'Souza 2000 meals. If you didn't see that guys, I don't know why there weren't charges filed because people were shoving, you have it on camera, people shoving in like how many grandmas do you have stuck at home? Hundreds. That you've got to like, you're pulling and you keep, you keep shoving them in like hundreds but and hundreds Leah, of ballots. Don't you know that this is a public service? You, these people were going around to well, people that the problem could is not, they did this thing is illegal in could, Georgia. Could not get to their mailbox you, or couldn't get to a ballot drop. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So uh, critical and critical swing states like Georgia and Arizona. There was also a patent lack uh, of transparency in the days following the election, particularly in Democratic strongholds such as Philadelphia, where major election sites were in some cases unlawfully closed off from public view violating their fundamental right to transparent elections despite public assurances that the ballots were counted consistent with state law. Don't worry. You know, we got it. We got it in lockdown. I have to. I'm sorry. I know. I'm still he's, stuck on this comment because here's what's so funny about is he this. back? He's no, he's not, I don't think he's safe. But, I, but I'm thinking about this. Most people, like Jerry here, you're saying that Trump is guilty as all heck. I would ask, I, I, can we get some people that are like Jerry back in the chat? Because I legitimately want to know what you think he's guilty of. Because I can all but guarantee you that most of these people have no idea what these indictments are about or for. And they couldn't even tell you. Trump's been indicted. He's guilty. I know it. What was he indicted for? What are they charging him with? I don't know. Crickets. They don't, don't know. know. So how can you know that he's, I just know in my knower that he's guilty. Because I watched CNN. They told me. All right, so recounts, audits, legal challenges. We know all about that stuff. All right. And I'm not, there's a real, this is a really great breakdown. I actually think I'm going to save this article. If you guys want to break down uh, how the election went, this is pretty awesome article here, but we don't have time to read through the whole thing. But uh, the point of this um, indictment in Georgia is not to make sure that elections are, you know, true or right, or make sure that, um, Donald Trump is held to account. You know that he's, he's facing 700 years. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny. Like 700 years and Joe Biden quid pro Joe. All right. I want to play this clip for you. The timing of the Trump indictments. We'll wait till after the ad. Yeah. The, the debate there, you guys, who's oh. going to watch that debate between the, uh, Everybody but Trump. Mm, I don't know. Anybody? But that's on Trump. Like, Trump should show up for it.
Can you unmute, unmute us? For a fourth time, you as you know, yeah. this week, and on the same day that another big story was breaking about the Hunter Biden probe, raising quite a few eyebrows about the timing of all of this. So let's break down the timeline of Trump's indictments versus the key developments in the Hunter saga. So let's start in New York City this March. Look at this, Biden family and the laptop revelations versus Trump's indictments. So this is the first indictment. March 16th, the House Oversight Committee reveals that Biden family payments from this Chinese energy company. Well, look at this, two days later, Trump says he's going to be indicted in New York. He wrote that on social media. Then April 4th, the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, indicts Trump in that hush money case. This is right after we find out about all this money from the energy company. Okay, so that is New York City. Let's go to Florida. This is in June. The bribery allegations and the plea deals versus Trump's second indictment. So these are the classified documents, Mar-a-Lago stuff. So on June 7th, the FBI releases the documents alleging that the Bidens took the $10 million bribe from Burisma. Remember? The uh, owner of Burisma caught in the coffee shop saying five million for one Biden, five million for another. Then the very next day, look at this, Jack Smith indicts Trump in the Mar-a-Lago document case. Then on July 26, that's the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal that's rejected. The very next day, July 27th, Jack Smith adds more charges in the Mar-a-Lago case. Let's slap some more charges to that. All right, so then in July, let's go to DC. Devin Archer interview versus Trump's third indictment. So this was the January January 6th stuff. July 31st, Devin Archer testifies that Joe Biden was on 20 plus phone calls with his son's business partners. The very next day, Jack Smith indicts Trump for the January 6th case. Coincidence? We don't know. You decide. All right, now let's go to Georgia. This happened uh, recently, the last few days, FBI agent transcript versus Trump's fourth it's indictment. So, so in the morning on August 14th, GOP releases the transcripts from this FBI agent involved in the Hunter Biden investigation. And it has it happens to uh, coincide with what the whistleblower was saying, that they someone tipped off, the Secret Service tipped off Hunter Biden. He was never interviewed. So their stories are very similar. So then on August 14th, that same day, later in the afternoon or that night and that evening, Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis, charges Trump and 18 others in the Georgia 2020 election probe. You have the facts. You make you make up your mind. Your you guys make up your mind. I, I know where my, my mind, mind is made up. made up. My mind has been made up for a while. I, yeah. Come on. You know, there's only so many coincidences in this world, and I'm not buying this one. I, this is not a coincidence. Like, this is, uh, come on. D literally the next day, each time. It's almost, Leah, as if they want us to know. That I am told. Clip here. He is going to tell you how much of a not of a coincidence it is. That I am told, this is hearsay, but I am told by a reliable source that Friday evening, somebody from Washington called the district attorney in Atlanta and said, you have to indict on Monday. We have to cover up all of the mistakes we just made with Weiss. And she said, <laughs> apparently, my jurors aren't coming back till Tuesday. And they said, you didn't hear me. You have to indict <laughs> on Monday. You didn't hear me. And she said, well, they're not going to get here before noon. They said, it doesn't matter. Do said, this, this means it's going to be 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock at night. They said, it doesn't matter. Get it done. We need the news so media who, shifting. Who, who, who made Weiss. that phone call? We don't know. 
And I'm, and I'm telling you up front, this is hearsay, but it's from a person who has remarkably good I, sources. I, I totally believe it, though, because that would explain why they leaked and they messed up on the clerk document, why she was exhausted, <laughs> and why they had the 11 p.m. press conference, Mr. Speaker. Well, she was exhausted. PM 11 p.m. press on. conference. and we She saw wasn't the even ready. I'm telling you what they've got on the Bidens. Okay? <laughs> it's so bad. It's like... Just do first just of all, do the Trump and that's not what they have on the Bidens is a prosecutor and reporter's dream, if they actually wanted to go after it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I mean, all of the proof. Like a lot of times, stories get led and they 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 get pushed out on like a house of cards compared to what this is like a brick house. Yeah. Of what they have, and the same thing with charges. Trump, the charges that they have against Trump are very much a house of cards. Yeah, okay, but so what they have against classified is- material held in Mar-a-Lago. Okay, so Joe's got a bunch in his garage next to his little Corvette. And Mike Pence has a ton. And so it, none of this is going to stick, you know. It's I, all a I do have. I do ha- over here. So we do have the, the, um, the Georgia, most... Uh, state legislatures are out of session right now, okay? But the Georgia legislature is asking for an emergency session. I think they have the votes for it because you can override a governor. Like a governor can call call an emergency session. Right. Or two-thirds. Right. And I believe he's got the two-thirds and they want to have, they want to do an inquiry and an investigation into this rogue prosecutor in Georgia (laughs) and then impeach her. Sounds like a good idea. I think that that's what they need to do. Will you play this Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck clip on the indictments? Easy There's for you to say. This is so disgusting and despicable. It's about teaching it, you and me a lesson. This is so disgusting and despicable. I mean, this is truly all about two things. Uh, one, I don't think it's about stopping Donald Trump from being president. Now, if they can put him in jail, they will. Mm-hmm. But he can still run from jail. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> um, you can't really run so from jail, think but it's you about can run that. the president from jail. Uh, well, I, think that's, I think that's gravy to them. That's like, ah, and he's in jail. This is about deflecting all of the trouble of Hunter and Joe Biden. Uh, this is all about teaching the rest of us a lesson. If we can do this to this guy. You think you can survive us? It's a lesson. But it is also something, and this is... this is. Uh, how many of you were bad in school? You know how I've always said they self-diagnose? Mm-hmm. Whatever they say we're doing, yes. they're doing. Yes. This is... I mean, they did this with the impeachment. Yes. They impeached Donald Trump because they said he was inappropriate in Ukraine. He was with the leader he of was Ukraine. To make some deals okay. in Ukraine. Seems like ancient history. I know. Yeah, I mean it's I hard to believe that that's what this comes back to. It does. It comes back to them covering their track. Whatever Watch they it. said Donald Trump was Come doing, on. they were doing. Bingo. So you know, when they said, well, he's, you know, he's uh, obstructing. So what does that say about what they be doing in Georgia? In justice, and he is, he's using the Justice Department, you know, against his enemies. That's what it, that's what it looks like to us. No, that's what they do. 
That's so what they do. speaking of Glenn Beck, and I don't know, Leah, if you've got this uh, story cued for today, but I will tell you. So um, Apple Podcasts has pulled Glenn Beck's show. Yeah. And he did a live video about it. Yes. And he was kind of very confused. And like, it's probably a glitch. And if enough people speak out about the glitch, then they'll find the glitch and get their the podcast put on. But then as he was doing the live video, you know what he said? Mm. He goes, we don't even have... Oh, we're going to talk about the Biden crime family. Exactly. All right. I want you guys to listen to this interview here. Um, well, clip with Glenn Beck and Charlie Kirk on that. Glenn, your continued thoughts as this story develops in real time. Weiss being named a special counsel. There's, there's a couple of things. First of all, this is as much of a special counsel uh, as the Inflation Reduction Act <laughs> is about fighting inflation. Okay, <laughs> You name it whatever you want. But the proof is the is in the actions and what you're really doing. Um, this is very typical of this administration. They will use certain words that will allow you to believe that, oh, we're doing something. This is not a special counsel. This is David Weiss, the guy who is the um, federal attorney in, in Delaware, U.S. attorney in Delaware, that has he did the sweetheart plea deal. This is a game that is being played, mm -hmm. and I, I, one, as an American, am sick and tired of this game. I'm Any American like Mitch McConnell who says, well, no, we, 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 shouldn't, we, shouldn't, we, we shouldn't impeach, are you kidding me? This is high crimes and misdemeanors. This yes. makes um, Nixon look like a Barbie playhouse. <laughs> what are you talking about? These are high crimes, yes, not misdemeanors. Are. These are high crimes. Um, it, it's, it's infuriating. Here's the thing, though, Charlie. We have to continue to fight and put pressure on Congress to continue to act. We should be getting Mitch McConnell and his bony, saggy butt out of there. I kind of want to go like this sometimes. Start actually putting some people in there who will fight like using every aspect of our law and constitution. Why home. is it our state attorneys have not filed any charges against like Hunter Biden? No charges. You know, he was doing drugs, prostitution, bringing them across state lines. He broke all kinds of laws. Nobody we don't have one attorney general, one district attorney in this country that will actually try them for the crimes he did in the state. Every single constitutional tr trick in the book, every single law, every single mechanism should be in play right now. But the, but the Republicans are too much of weenies. The second thing is... <laughs> the Guys, pause right there on Glenn. They're weenies! Okay, so you know what I find really funny? Is can can you guys explain to me why the left feels like we need trolls? Because like you don't have to come on our show and tell us that Republicans are garbage. We'll tell you that Republicans are garbage. Ta da! Like what is I oh, does the left ever do this? I don't ever listen to 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 those shows. But do they get fed up? Like do they call out Nancy Pelosi on their side? No. Do they call out AOC on their side? Because we are constantly calling out our losers. Our losers. I'm just saying, like, we don't need you to come and pick on our people. We're picking on them. Glenn's picking on them. We we know they're dumb. 
have to engage in this. We have to keep pressuring. We have to keep working within the system. But we also have to start preparing. They are trying to make you angry, and they're mm. destabilizing your life in every way possible. They are impoverishing you, you by destroying the, the, uh, the dollar. They are impoverishing you by destabilizing our food system, our gas and energy system. How tough are you going to be when you have rolling blackouts all the time? Uh -oh. You have no real access to food, and you need the federal government to help you out. If they are destroying That's how they want the everything that we in. have for stability. Uh, so I'm going to stop that here. And I want you guys to remember, if you guys didn't see the... Um, the, the episode that Mitch the McConnell episode. had. So this was last week, last week, no, I think we played this a couple now. weeks ago, July 26th. So he has kind of just like this like a seizure. episode. It, yeah. And then they have to kind of pull him away. Like he, but he, you know what bothers me about this? This is the Senate majority leader or, uh, well, he's not the cover majority. up what though. Is he now? Like what I would be doing is I would be rushing in. I'm like, Mitch, are you okay? Somebody get a doctor. Come help this guy. He could have been having like a stroke or something and he would need to get help. Like. The fact that they just are like, let's just cover it up and walk off with him as if he nothing has happened. I'm thinking these people do not care. They are heartless. They I, so technically we have 49 Republicans, 48 Democrats, and three Independents. And so Chuck Schumer is the uh, majority leader. This is our the minority leader. Can't keep track of them. They're crazy. So yeah, he had a he had totally he totally stroked out on us. All right, so um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna play this one. If President Biden, I mean, Robert uh, L. Peter. So there was the today's big drop was that Joe Biden was using a pseudonym in the correspondence with Hunter Biden and the business associates. And I actually have some receipts for you. It's a letter uh, to the National Archives and the Records Administration requesting all unredacted records and communications regarding Biden's official duties as vice president that overlapped with his son Hunter Biden's activities in Ukraine. In particular, Comer is seeking documents in which Joe Biden allegedly used a pseudonym, his son, former business partners, Hunter Biden, Eric Schwenderen, and Devin Archard are all copied on these. All drafts of the then Vice President Biden speech delivered to Ukraine's parliament in December 2015. Comer said the oversight panel wants unrestricted special access under the Presidential Records Act to case number 2023-0022-F entitled Email Messages to and or from Vice President Biden and Hunter Biden related to Burisma and Ukraine. They have been published on the National Archives website. Burisma Holdings is um, the Ukrainian energy company that employed Hunter Biden paid the family like, I don't know how many millions. The records were redacted for public release, uh, according to the Freedom of Information Act. For example, an email bearing the subject Friday schedule card is withheld in part under a P6 and B6 restriction denoting personal information regarding the subject uh, is, uh, is confidential. Attached to the email and made available on the National Archives website, is a document that indicates at 9 a.m. May 27, 2016, Vice President Biden took a call with the President of Ukraine, 
It is concern, uh, concerning to the committee, however, that this document was sent to Robert L. Peters. Now, who's Robert L. Peters? Well, that is a pseudonym that we know from the Hunter laptop that that was the cover name for Joe Biden. He would be Robert L. Peters. Additionally, the committee questions why the then Vice President's son, Hunter Biden, and only Hunter Biden, was copied on this email to then Vice President Biden. Oh, really? So I'm just going to let you know, Hunter, I'm talking to the president of Ukraine just because, like, it's cool because I'm, like, the vice president. And, like, as your dad, I want you to know what I'm doing. I want you to stay in the, on the up and up, right? That's not how this went. I'm going to play that one in a second. All right. So when, what did Hunter Biden when Joe Scarborough, Scarborough comes after Hunter and Joe, the end is near. The sharks are circling. They're going to go in. They're going to take Joe out. The question is, who are they going to replace Joe with? Now, Michelle and I were at a, at a store. It was an outlet store. And I will just, there was a black lady. And just so you can picture it. And we started talking about the economy. And talking to two white chicks. And she's like going off on Joe Biden. And she's like, he's not even present. He's not even there. He can't even put a sentence together. And that, and what is she doing? She's not, who sees her? And then, and then she called her bad word. Kamala, and she can't do anything. And I was like, oh, these, no, I don't think you're going to get the voters you think you're going to get if you run Joe in 2024, so they're going to bring somebody else out. You can't get the voters you think you're going to get when people are can't even afford to buy groceries. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. They're, they're going to take Joe out. And that's why I'm playing this. So you know, this is what they're going for Joe. They're going to eat their think. own. He was getting that seven million dollars for uh, why? Why? Why would he be getting paid so much money? All right. Well, stop with your seven million dollars and talk about how many years that Hunter has been in business and what happened to each of those specific years. When you say it that way, people think that somebody just sent him a check for seven million dollars. Well, 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 we know that didn't happen. No, but but, but, but help me out here again. And, I, and, and I'm glad you're here to actually break this down. Obviously, Jared raised his three billion dollars very quickly. Uh, we have numbers being thrown around. The seven million dollars is actually not what Comer's saying. Comer has a, a much higher much more elevated number. I guess the Washington Post reported it was $7 million. What's the $7 million over and how many countries did it come from? Well, okay, so first of all, it's much more complicated than to say it comes from countries. Too complicated. There are joint ventures between just... American entities and in one or two occasions. We know it's complicated because last week we showed the breakdown of the shell companies companies that don't exist companies that aren't toy manufacturers or or paper product producers or they do nothing okay and and why is hunter involved with like 20 different companies that actually do nothing and then finally it goes into the bank accounts of all the bidens so much money. Oh, shoot. Well, well, April well, well, actually, Jared raised his Wait. billion dollars. What's the seven million dollars? Much more complicated it's than complicated. to say it comes from countries. There are joint ventures between American entities and in one or two occasions, a potential foreign entity to create the right. possibility of jobs and energy in the United States. That's 
too complicated to try to explain, but I can. It's really not, actually. It's too co Everything about Hunter should not be complicated. This is a guy who lives his life on hookers and, and, and cocaine. Nothing is really complicated for this guy. Answer the question that you asked in the following way. Over the time that he was in business, this is, again, something that people ought to pay attention to. Hunter Biden went to Georgetown University, went to Yale Law School, was on the oh! board of directors of a bank, was on the board of directors of Amtrak, is somebody who went and worked in an international law firm. People seem to forget that this is not the person who's simply out there having people write checks for no reason. He's a capable, educated, experienced person. Now, oh, you're paying him good. Saying, wait, does he get opportunities because his last name is Biden? They should look to themselves. I mean, Senator Joe Manchin's wife is on a commission in West Virginia where Congress had provided an enormous amount of funds. Well, Senator Joe Manchin, uh, did he go independent? I was going to say he was a Democrat. Uh, why are you throwing him under the bus? I love that the lawyer's uh, defense is it's complicated. It's complicated. That means that you don't have a defense. So this is like when you're dating. I can't explain it to you because so, it's above your pay grade. So, so a woman is dating a man. Are you still married to your wife? Well, it's, it's complicated. complicated. <laughs> what it's like to change in a minute and a half. Um, <laughs> we're going to bring in Michael Francis. He is a former uh, capo in the Colombo crime family, walked away from that life, now lives as a happily married man, 38 years, I think. He has a bi-weekly YouTube show called Sit Down with Michael Francis. Eh? Yeah. Gets over 5 million views per month. You can also see him September 23rd at Caesars Casino in Atlantic City and Philadelphia, where he will be talking the history of the mafia, which I would love to hear. He is fascinating and joins us now. Michael, welcome to the program. Well, thanks to have me back, Glenn. You bet. Okay, so we talked about this on the radio, um, I don't know, about a week ago. What does it take to open a RICO case? Well, since I've had three RICO indictments, uh, I'm very familiar with the process. You know, you have to have a group of people engaging in a pattern of criminal behavior, um, and uh, they call that racketeering. So in my case, you know, we were obviously an organized criminal group, and um, we engaged in a pattern of criminal activity by defrauding the government out of tax on every gallon of gasoline. We set up shell companies. We had money flowing into those companies. And then we would take that money and distribute it where we wanted to at that time. So, um, you know, basically that's it. And, you know, in, in the, with the feds, um, you don't need a lot of corroboration. If you have a witness, if you have suspicious bank reports, you have shell companies, you have money flowing in, and you have a witness that says you were part of this conspiracy, that's all you need. I was never on tape. Nobody had fingered me doing anything at a location or anything like that. I just had witnesses that supported the documentation that they received from the bank. And it was very simple. So, uh, wow, it, it doesn't seem so simple nowadays, um, at least with one family. So when you had the shell companies, did you receive the money as the head of the family? Did you receive any of the money? Glenn, of course not. If I'm collecting illegitimate money, why would I make it come to me personally? We sent it everywhere else. We sent it through these companies. Quite often, we would go to the bank and take money out in cash. We'd have people come in and, and cash the funds. So, you know, the idea that 
it's so ridiculous to me, Glenn, that politicians are saying, well, none of this money ever went to Joe Biden. If it was legitimate money, why wouldn't it go to Joe Biden? It would go to an account and he would take it and spend it. But if you're you're influence peddling or you're selling your position, of course, you're not going to have the money go directly to you. And the fact that politicians are using that as, uh, you know, a, a, a basis of its innocence is just ridiculous. Ah, uh, very interesting. You know, there. I'm thinking, here we are. We're taking uh, the word of a former crime boss there. However, um, you know, I kind of, it's a believable statement that he's making there. I, I, I would tend to to believe in. We didn't take the money. You just don't hand me you the money, Joe. You don't take the money, Joe. You don't hand me, Hunter. You don't just send me the money straight from Ukraine. You got to gotta wash it. Okay, you got to put it through the washing machine and you got to put it through a few things. And then let me show you over here. Okay, bring up Kenoka the Great. Okay, let me show you where it ends up. Hunter Biden paid his father's phone bills. Why in the world is your son paying your bills if you vice president of the United States? Yeah, very good your, your daddy can't pay his bills? It has to come out of your, your bank account? Now, why would you do that, son? Why would you do that? Still trying to find it. So here. it's way over here on the left. It's all the way to the Mexican bit shoot. There you go. Okay, there it is. Hunter Biden paid his father's phone bills, his house repairs, and monthly expenses, and told his daughter that he paid for everything for the entire family for 30 years. That's on the laptop, okay? Uh, I paid for everything for the family for 30 years because I'm totally capable. And I went to, like, did he say Yale? And I'm, like, a smart guy, He's man. a lawyer, Leah. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer, right? I think... The judge. Don't forget he's a porn star. Didn't we? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's self-proclaimed. Yeah. Um, I believe we covered last week that the lawyer, no, that the judge, it, he's there's so many indictments against Trump. Okay. But I will get this straight. One of the judges on one of the cases, didn't she work at the law firm that Hunter Biden worked yep. at? We covered that last week. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that. That's the that's the kind of law. It's called that's the kind of law firm. You know, it, that's the kind of like, you know, they, they slit their wrists and they mingle them, you know, and they make these covenants like, I got your back, you got my back. And if you don't have my back, then somebody's going to get you in the back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. I just made that up. That was good. I know. All right. So the monthly expenses and told his daughter, I pay for everything. Don't worry. Unlike pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. What a good dad. Like super good dad, right? Emails show Hunter and his business partner, Eric uh, Schwerin, Schwerin uh, paying Joe Biden's bills at the then Vice President's Wilmington Estate. So about $2,600 for a stone retaining wall, $1,400 for a back wall painter, and I think you know, $1,200 for hey, AC repairs. That's decent. shouldn't Hunter be paying for his dad, some of his dad's mm -hmm. stuff? Like, that's a good son. FYI, there are a few outstanding bills that need to be paid, and I am not sure which ones are a priority and which should get paid out of my account, Sherwin said to Hunter. Then he goes on to say there are about $2,000 in extra in my account beyond what is used for monthly expenses. A few days later, Sherwin wrote to it's Hunter. Schwerin. 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 Like he's a Schwerin kind of guy. I think you got to keep, you know, put some soap in that mouth. Don't be Schwerin. <laughs> All right, so Schwerin uh, wrote to Hunter that one of the contractors was hassling me, so I had to pay a couple of smaller things since I haven't heard from your dad. This is a really great tight family, but I don't know of any, like, who are really struggling to pay their, like, AC repair bill as a vice president. I had to pay this, and I haven't heard from your dad. 
This is very strange. Why? He's vice president. Somebody else takes care of the AC getting fixed, I thought. You know what I mean? Like, give AIDS for that kind of stuff? But not if it's like, oh my gosh, it's not the AC being fixed, I don't think. Right? Could be. Other documents on the laptop suggest a mingling of Joe's finances with Hunter's. In a text from April 12th, 2018, to his assistant, uh, Katie Dodge. Now, remember, that's when Trump's president. Hunter complains that he has been shut out of one of his Wells Fargo bank accounts. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many profile changes and such. Happened 10 years ago, too. 10 days ago. 10 days ago, too. Did I, did I already play the clip? I have a Glenn Butt clip where he talks about burner phones. He says, my dad has been using most lines on this account, which I've, um, through the gracious offerings of Eric, have paid for the past 11 years. Yeah. I know, and, and there were some burner phones in there. I don't know why I, have the, I don't have that clip. Um, yeah, so according to Bobolinsky, Joe was referred to as the big guy in a 2017 email. And he was supposed to receive 10% equity stake in the company with Hunter getting another 10%. According to the FBI's FD-1023 form, you've got Nikola Zlokovsky. 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 Got it, got it. I think I had it. I don't know how like you came up with Zlokovsky. Just go with it. Mm. The founder of Burisma uh, allegedly paid about a $5 million bribe each to VP Joe and Hunter. This suggests that Joe and Hunter divided the Ukrainian bribe and the CEFC China energy deal equally. Exactly like Hunter mentioned to his daughter. Okay. There's There's some receipts for you. The tangled web keeps... Just weaving, you know, it's, it's, you know, craziness. But the Justice Department is seeking 33 years in prison for uh, Proud Boy leader Enrique Torino, Torino, on the January 6th case. Uh, Oath Keeker's founder, Stuart Rhodes, who was convicted of seditious conspiracy in a separate separate case, has received the longest sentence, 18 years. Trio, who once served as a national chairman of uh, a uh, of the far right extremist group that's from the New York Post, and three lieutenants were convicted in wa- by a Washington jury in May of conspiring to block the transfer of presidential power. They were horrible at it, by the way. If that's what they really were trying to do, and on Facebook, I'm not going to get into a lot of J6 things, but I wanted you guys to see that he faces. Uh, 33 years in, and I wanted you kind of see the comparison. So they're looking at 700 years for Trump, mm-hmm. uh, Joe and Hunter, zero years, zero mm-hmm. months, zero days, zero nothing. Right. So this is the banana public that we, um, live in. And we, we've got to be able to call these things out. We have to be able to talk about them. And I love that there are many of you watching on, uh, the book of the, uh, face when we actually really talk about things, we run over to rumble. And we can speak freely. Uh, so what do we got going on in the rest of the world? Let's go to Maui for a little bit before we uh, hit. Uh, I got I hope you're here and hope you guys are going to hang out because the, uh, the final part of the show, we're just going to unleash some um, awesome Oliver Anthony tunes and some major reaction videos. And it's just beautiful. And we're going to make your day. He's going to make your day. So hang on. But we do want to cover what's going on in Maui a little bit further. So Maui's emergency chief has resigned amid criticisms over the wildfires uh, as the sirens uh, over wildfires siren failure. That's a that's a long run on sentence to say they didn't ring the bell. They didn't run the sirens. The reason being 
is the emergency chief said that usually those they ring those sirens for like a hurricane and the, and people know to run uphill. Mm-hmm. And they were worried, so he says, that if they ran the sirens, then people would run into the fires. Now, to counteract that claim is that there, are, there have been wildfires on the island and the emergency system is set up for wildfires. You're like, joking. You're supposed to ring it for wildfires as well. So they're saying we just wanted to send everybody a text message, their emergency texting versus running the sirens because they're saying they didn't want people running into the, the fires. So also, uh, so they were sending people text messages. The problem that I have with that is that school was called off for that day in Lahaina, mm-hmm. and kids? A lot of kids were home alone. What are the kids going to do? Are they supposed to get the text messages? Because most children are taught that the sirens mean something. So if there are no yeah. sirens, the kids are not going to be checking their phones. They and honestly, video games. yeah, they're not going to look at the beep beep beep. It's, it could be an Amber Alert. You yeah, know? exactly. Do they have those in Hawaii? Amber Alerts? I'm quite sure they have them everywhere. Yes. All right. Uh, a day after expressing no regrets for not sounding the sirens during the Lahaina's deadly wildfires, the head of the Maui Emergency Management Agency has actually stepped down. The death toll from the fires has that swept through Maui on August 8th reached uh, 111 on Thursday. They have become the deadliest fires in the United States in more than a century. Hundreds, maybe thousands of people remain missing. The cause of the wildfires across parts of Maui is still under investigation. Um, you guys, I do have a kind of a good... A, a, a pretty accurate email from Mickey Willis that says that the energy beam that you saw was actually not um, in Maui. So let's, we don't want to report things that aren't true just because they sound sensational, right? So just some, some facts. A viral video suggests that it depicts laser setting fires in Maui is actually a video of a transformer exploding in Chile. Mm. The head of the Maui Emergency Management resigned just one day after he defended his decision of not deploying evacuation sirens. Cell communication did go out. These are facts. Okay. So while the, while the fires were raging, the water supply was turned off, leaving residents and firefighters unable to save businesses, homes, and lives. Citizen chartered boats on course to rescue residents were turned away. Maui's police chief also oversaw the controversial Las Vegas massacre in 2017. The dude moved from Las Vegas to Maui, and he oversaw this thing as well. What? President uh, Biden offered only $700 in emergency assistance per Maui household household while sending $24 billion to Ukraine. Ukrainians are more important, it seems. Now, the World Economic Forum was spearheading a plan to use Maui as a prototype for an AI-controlled clean energy. And in January of 2023, a conference held in Maui focused on transforming the entire island into a 15-minute smart city. Real estate developers have been pushing hard to acquire Lahaina. Indigenous locals have denied every offer to sell their sacred land. Okay, so those are just a few things that I'm going to go back. So somebody had asked in the chat, why was uh, school canceled? As best as the hurricane. Um, they, it the said that there winds. were very, very strong winds and in Lahaina, there was a power outage at one of the schools. Exactly. So some people are saying that the fires could have been started by a down power line. Uh, there was one particular fire that was put out mm-hmm. and it could have reignited, kind of did reignite or something like that. Um, the cause of the wildfires is still under investigation. Herman and Daya who had been the Maui Emergency Management Administ- Agency Administrator since 2017, resigned. 
for health reasons. Uh, just be honest about it. Maui County Mayor uh, Richard Bison said in a statement that he will be placing someone in this key position as quickly as possible. The abrupt resignation comes after Mr. Andaya on August 16th said he had no regrets in the decision to not sound the sirens while wildfires engulfed Lahaina and several other areas on the island. Hawaii boasts the largest system of outdoor alert sirens in the world for a variety of dangers, including wars. Okay. I did not know that for wars, volcanoes, hurricanes, and wildfires. So Mr. Undaya asserted that the sirens are typically reserved for tsunami warnings. I thought they were hurricanes, forgive me. Uh, tsunami warnings and had never been used in the situation of wildfires. He also explained that Hawaiians are trained to seek higher ground when the sirens are set off. And in this case, it would have likely prompted residents to move toward the approaching flames. That's what he said. He were, we were afraid that people would have gone toward the mountain or inland. Okay, that's what he said. Mr. Andaya on Wednesday vigorously defended his qualifications for his role as Maui's emergency chief. He said that while he was not appointed to the position, he had been vetted, took a civil service exam, and was interviewed by seasoned emergency managers. He also said he had previously been deputy director of Maui County Department of Housing and Human Concerns and had been chief of staff for the former Maui County Mayor, Alan Arkawa for 11 years. During that time, he said he often reported to emergency operations center. So Mr. Arkawa, meanwhile, said that he was disappointed by the resignation. He kind of wanted him to hang out. He was trying to be strong and trying to do his job. Hawaii Attorney General Ann Lopez said earlier on August 17th in a statement that an outside organization will conduct an impartial independent review. So we'll see how that So turns he was out. claiming that they'd never been used before for fires, but then you said that they had. They are set up to be. Okay. They're set up to, to be. I thought for, you said that they had been. He said that they had never been. I guess not on Halahaina. Okay. But they're set up for that. Will you play this clip, this YouTube clip? Thousands unaccounted for after the, all the way to the right. There, there we go. And, and so, so President speaking Biden. to the thousands unaccounted for, um, this is, we were, we've been told a very low number. And when you're listening to the locals there, they're like, we were seeing bodies everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that this President low Biden number is First Lady valid. will visit Maui on Monday. The death toll now stands at 111 following last week's devastating wildfires. As Donya Backus reports, emergency managers on the island are defending their decision not to activate warning sirens. Wildfire survivors in Maui have been showing up at this temporary morgue searching for closure. I feel sorry for the other families, what they lost. They lost their family, their homes, yeah. and Maui is hurting. Lahaina resident Michael Richter lost his home during the fire and his stepdad, 79-year-old wow. James Smith. He's gone. I just want to identify the body. Out of the rubble mm. and ash, Richter managed to find his dog with burns <gasps> to his body and paws, but still alive. <gasps> I just screamed his name one last time and he just popped up. His eyes were just shut and he was black. As the search and recovery effort continues, the head of Maui's emergency management agency is defending his decision <clears throat> not to activate sirens when the fires broke out. Have you sounded the siren that night? We're afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. These harrowing images out of Maui illustrate the desperation among residents who got caught in the inferno. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Ooh. Lahaina resident Kikoa Lansford used his truck that day to rescue as many people as he could. Some of them I grab them and then I feel bad for them. Like I grab them and they scream, you know. I saw dead bodies, smoke. 
burnt people. The worst part is the kids. And officials fear because school was out, many of the victims yet to be found could very well be children. Rescuers estimate more than a thousand people are still unaccounted for. Donya Backus, CBS News, wow. Maui. So that guy um, stated again, another confirmation, he saw dead bodies. I, multiple people are saying that they saw dead bodies. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I don't know what the official count is up to right now, mm -hmm. but it was like a hundred. A little over a week ago, Luce Vargas had been making party plans for her adopted son, a vanilla cake, maybe some pork tacos, and lots and lots of friends to celebrate the popular boy's 15th birthday on Sunday. Now she's planning a memorial service. Uh, Quinero Fuentes is one of more than 100 victims claimed in the inferno that ravaged the historic town of Lahaina in Maui on August 8th. Authorities have yet to process his remains, so he has not been added to the list of confirmed dead. On the day of the fires, Fuentes, Fuentes was home alone. Classes for juniors at Lahaina High School didn't start for another day, so it wasn't a hurricane. It was just school was not starting. I guess school was out. For, for another in day. That, in that area, because there are other okay. areas where they literally said school had been closed. Okay, so the boy was delighted to relish his final day of summer vacation. The rest of the family, including Vargas, her husband, Andres, and their eldest son, uh, Yos how would you say that? Probably Yosu? just Jose. Uh, were all working at a nearby condominium. They operate a local cleaning business. So when the blaze engulfed Lahaina, they jumped into their car, bolting toward the burning neighborhood. With the winds whipping around them, the fire moving rapidly, we just abandoned the car. Everyone was running away from the flames, but we were all running towards them and adding that all three split up on foot so that at least one of them might be able to reach Fuentes, who they thought might be sleeping through the terror outside. Do you think that those sirens might have woken him up? Yes. On the way up the hill toward a white stucco house, a woman uh, grabbed hold of Vargas and pleaded her to stop. Don't go. The fire has consumed everything. I just uh, looked at her and said, please get out of my way. I need to save my son. A few hundred yards later, Vargas came up against a police barricade, stopping people from going into the firestorm. I told them my son is still in our house. I said he's still at the house on the street, but none of them spoke Spanish. That's when I got down on my knees and I threw my hands up in, our air, in, in the air and she was denied uh, entry. And uh, she said, then I disobeyed. She disobeyed and she sprinted up a series of winding streets. The soles of her flip-flops began to melt, slowing her down. She chucked them off. A man on a motorbike saw her. He offered her, offered to drive her up another couple blocks towards the edge of the fire. Vargas said she hoped, uh, hopped on behind him, reciting prayer after prayer. Around them, the fire was devouring houses, apartment buildings, and cars. The man took her as far as where firefighters were battling the flames. He couldn't go any further. He told her that he prayed for her son too. Two, barefoot and frantic, she tried to get past the emergency responders, but they stopped her. They held me back. They held me back. An Argentinian man fleeing his home with a single small bag of clothing offered to translate for her. He told officials that she believed her son was trapped in the house and repeated the exact address. They told me there was no one left. And I should look for him after the fire. Wow. That's I, devastating. It's I cannot crazy even imagine. with the um, sirens. And you know what? Honestly, I, I, I have a real problem. Like, and I mean a very real problem in America where people are denied the right to do what they need to do. If, they, if she wants to take her life mm -hmm. in her hands to mm. save her son, yeah. no one has the right to stop her from doing that. Mm. What happened to my body, my choice? You can cut off your body parts. You can change your gender. You can kill a child within your body. But if you want to run into burning flames to save your son, oh no, we the authorities will stop you. All right. So I have a really interesting, it's awful. You're absolutely right. Um, I have a clip from Tulsi Gabbard. 
She is interviewing Archie Kalepa, uh, whose family has been in Lahaina for nine generations. He told her um, that what's needed on the ground to prevent big land gra grabbers from displacing the people of Lahaina, and that's kind of what it looks will could possibly happen, is people offering a ton of money. Was we need to begin to start standing up. And I think um, by nobody's fault, everybody was looking for direction, and so we just decided, hey, we're going to take charge. There was three objectives. One was health and safety. The other one was security. And uh, the other one was needs. Mm -hmm. So once we were able to identify those things, it gave us a starting point on how we're going to move forward to begin to organize. And what I felt was because of the devastation, it's really important for us to come together. So five o'clock when everybody comes down for their meeting, we're feeding them. We want them to hang and talk story, share, build a community, build a family once again. And so slowly we're making progress. More and more people are showing up and what we're doing is we're not holding back. At that meeting at five o'clock, we put out all the generators, we put out whatever they need and they come and they ask, I need this, I need this, I need this. And whatever is here, you take for your family because what I've seen in the past is people start hoarding and taking stuff. And so when we have the conversation as a family, as, as a community right here, we bring up those hard um, questions so that when they come, they're coming with the right frame of mind to grab a generator. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm no longer taking this because I already have one. Right. I'm taking this because I don't have one. Right. So we're trying to assist with what we're learning here and assist those other pods to get them organized and online. And so that's the goal right now. And once we can do that, then we, I think we can help our EOC be more effective by getting the information, what's happening in ground zero, so that we can begin to get the right resources and hold back the resources that, resources that are not needed at this time. Yep. Right now we're operating short term. What we truly have to think about is long term. <clears throat> what I'm trying to say. Is we don't want the people to leave. That's what I'm trying to say. come in and take this land away from these people. Right. We need to, this is beyond any disaster. This is probably to date in the history of the United States. This is the biggest disaster that has ever happened for Hawaii for sure. But the amount of, when you think about a community and more than half the community is gone, People are already talking about relocating, moving, because they have nothing to come back to. So we have to come up with a system, a governmental system, that's gonna give them the big breaks and the help 
to encourage them or give them the hope that I can get back on my land. Maybe by the grace of God and the protectors of Lahaina, this place was saved. And what I have, I've nine generations from Lahaina. And I can tell you right now, before this happened, actual families that was here from five generations back, you could almost count in one hand. And we need to make sure that we do the best that we can for the ones that were still here. Even though they're displaced, that we can put them back. We need to work really, really hard at that. And the other thing in regards to long term, the great opportunities we're gonna have because of this, because everything's gone, is how do we rebuild this community? What kind of values will be put in place that is gonna allow this community because there's a lot of history here. There is a lot of cultural significance to this place. So it's, it goes back to values. When we rebuild this place. Okay, you can stop it there. You know, so you can, um, Oprah has a thousand acres on Maui and Mark Zuckerberg and a lot of Hollywood stars, they have tons of pro uh, like, property and property value and i mean could you imagine you're just an islander and you're offered hey you just have this tiny little postage stamp house can i give you a couple million dollars for it you know what i mean like and then they revamp everything into their little 15 minute city and they that the lahaina was the capital of hawaii the whole you know island chain and it had a lot of beautiful buildings. And um, so, so. so here's my thought on this. And you guys know how we feel as, uh, you know, kind of libertarians. I don't believe in government incentives. I don't believe in subsidies. I don't believe in any of that stuff. However, we are giving ungodly amounts of money to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And unless Joe Biden and his administration... Or the governor of Hawaii, who has said the complete opposite, by the way, comes out and says, we are going to do everything that we possibly can to incentivize the locals to stay. We are going to be here to help you rebuild and to help you stay and build the community that you your know. community feels is best to be rebuilt because you guys know better than anyone right. how your community should you be rebuilt. You don't even need um, government money as much as you need some regulations like for the next five or ten years, nobody can move there from out of exactly. Space. Let's let's put in nobody place. I'm sorry, protection so that. But see, I'm not even sure that that is the proper way to go about it because, again, as a libertarian, I'm not sure that I like the idea people of telling people what they sell. can't do. I don't like that. I don't think that that's right. But there should be something to be put something. into place. Um, because somebody, put, some people could say, but this is the opportunity that these people are looking for. How dare you deny them millions of dollars if well, somebody wants to give it to them? Whatever, right? So yeah. I, again, as a libertarian, I, 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 I would shy away from that. But I what, don't know. I think about all the time that can, that that um, China shouldn't be able to buy American. That's property. different, though. To me, those are those are like big investors can't buy. I mean, it has to be a single person. I just, I, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Why don't I know that in the UK, they have. Um, and actually, there are some areas in the United States that have this as well. 
historic integrity police. So you're not allowed to do certain things. Yeah, but that, that, that would... anybody could do it. Anybody could do it. You know what I mean? You're just talking about what buildings would look like, not who could own them. No, I, I hadn't gotten to what I was getting at. What I'm saying is there is something to be said for... At times, there are certain things that you can't do because it would destroy the integrity of, of the area, of the place. So in that vein, I could see that there might be a little bit of room for what you're saying, a little bit. Um, but what I do think, though, that people that have been through a tragedy just need help and support. You, I don't think you need to regulate the one thing when you just, if like I'm saying, if the media, if the governor, if the president, if all of America, now. can I just say what should be done? If all of America would get behind and say, you can stay there. We're going to help you. We're going to do everything that we can. We're going to rally behind you so that you guys can rebuild. Anything short of that proves to me that this is a, a land grab, whether the, whether the fires were started on purpose or not. I have a video here for you, and then, then we're going to head over to um, the Oliver Anthony compilation. We're going to close off our show here soon. But this is a really cool video with Charlemagne the fraud is what Anomaly says. He calls himself Charlemagne the God. I feel like that's totally blasphemy, but whatever. Uh, with Larry Elder. Now, I don't know if you guys remember when Joe Biden came on the show and told Charlemagne that if he doesn't vote, for Joe Biden, then he's not black. Then you ain't black. Well, Charlemagne asks, well, just take a listen. He's talking to Larry Elder about, you Who know. Who is running for president, by the way. Is he really? I think so. I think he's running for Elder. I think he's running for president right now. Really? I think so. term, a nigga wake up call? No. It is an incident where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism. Oh, Have you brother. ever had any of those? Oh, brother. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. You think you've ever well, I, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, mm -hmm. you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, uh, it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part. How dare this guy come in here and insult you, a black man, and tell you, you got to think a certain kind of way. I'm amazed that you weren't mad about that. Um, I didn't, I'm not going to say that it upset me, just like I'm not letting you upset me. You know what I mean? I don't tend to get upset over things like well, that. But what I did say Well, well you just not talk about, about a nigger wake-up call, and it seemed to me that that should have been a wake-up call on your part, to have a white guy come in here, who also said, by the way, uh, uh, about Mitt Romney, um, uh, because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, going to put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden had lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't, any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It seemed to me that should have been a nigga wake-up call for you, but it wasn't, apparently. Yeah, I mean, you no, know, for the record, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I, I, I didn't say I, you were. Yeah, I think both. I don't know what you are. I, I never yeah. even asked you about your party affiliation. Yeah, I'm just saying, but you are black. And, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say, uh, think a certain kind of way, otherwise you, quote, ain't black. Wow. How should I have replied to him, you think? What I just now said, how dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being, let alone as a black person. I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how, to, how I, I, I should think. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And, and if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because they voted for Donald Trump. How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean, 
you're probably right, but I didn't take it in that way. As well, I, I said, did. As I said to him in that moment, you know, it's just about me wanting something for my people. And I want to know what is he going to do for my people. And not only for my people now, how are you going to atone for the things you've done to my people? Right. That's it. Right. And this is a guy, uh, Joe Biden, who, when he first got into the Senate, hung out with segregationists, talked about how well, he, how well he got along with them, uh, talked about how he didn't want integration because of a jungle. Uh, this guy has made all sorts of insulting things to black people, and his policies right now are hurting black people. Inflation hurts the people at the bottom more than anything else. Letting a bunch of illegal aliens under, into the border are hurting black people more than anybody else, as I said earlier. He opposes uh, school choice when he has his own kids in private school, and we lost a year, almost two years of in-school education in California because of COVID that he supported. I mean, this guy has done monstrous things to black people and then for him to come in here and tell you how you ought to think as a black person it blew my mind as a person objectively who doesn't care about either party when uh you know what's amazing is that this guy he's trying to catch larry elder on did you ever have a, a wake-up moment where you thought everybody was going to be your friend and then they saw you as a black guy mm -hmm. and larry was like um well Joe Biden came in here and said, if you didn't vote for him, you weren't even black. <laughs> like, imagine if it was reversed. Right. Barack Obama saying to a bunch of Republicans in Ohio, well, if you don't vote for me, you're not white. Like, what? Like, reverse it for a minute. It's stupid. It doesn't sound right. You know, if you don't vote for me, you're not Native American. Well, and again, to reduce people and your belief system down to your skin color again mm -hmm. as and and here's the thing this is this is what has been perpetuated like your skin color literally does not define who you are mm. like being black or being white is a religion mm. or it's a you know a socioeconomical you know whatever i'm just like that's it, it's not so i think that this rolls into our last story of the night and we're going to talk uh we're going to talk extensively actually about oliver anthony because i got uh, multiple clips i want to show you guys last week i feel like we were some of the people first breaking people and you guys didn't know who he was and now i i have i sit on my deck and people are playing it as the cars go by i sat in the parking lot for like five minutes in the grocery store answering some questions, some comments, and I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, <laughs> I uploaded this video onto Facebook with a caveat, uh, with, this, with a little post, because um, I was, I, I kept seeing all these Christian guys saying, I'm not going to listen to that song. It's got curse words in it. Men of God should be holy and above reproach. And I, and I understand that. I, I don't want men to cuss. I don't like cuss words. I don't like that. We do not curse. Okay. But I don't actually, I don't like to listen to curse words. I don't like it when people cuss. I appreciate it when they don't. I want to lay that foundation. Yes. And so I understood that. But there, the way that they were coming across, it was so holier than thou because there is something to this. Like there's something to this song. So my mom always said to me, smoking, cussing, and drinking in and of themselves are not sins because a curse word is just words they didn't they're not doing anything if you i could repeat that word to you it wouldn't be sin what is it behind the word it's an sins are actions okay then sins are thin like you like alcohol itself not a sin to alcohol tobacco is a plant it's not sin okay but what are you doing are you going like the reason i don't i don't recommend you do pot is because you go to a different world. It's harmful to yourself, right? You're harming yourself. Well, and that, no, that doesn't actually change um, the, your views of 
tobacco and alcohol. There I comes a point where alcohol will harm you. And there comes a point where tobacco will harm you. Yeah. And once you reach that, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to recommend you do that because it's harmful. But here's the thing. They're not necessarily sins. And so these exactly. curse words are just words. And I know a lot of people who grew up in a family and that, those are the words that they use. It's their language. It's their language, right? There's, there's sometimes like where I'll say a word from the, you know, the, the people in the UK use and like, oh, I didn't know that's what that was. And there's a lot of people that use languages here in the United States that I actually find offensive. And it's just because they don't speak correctly, but I don't call them out on it. I'm just like, you weren't taught properly how to speak. And I will not give examples because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because I don't judge. I just think to myself, you weren't taught properly how to speak. But there's something to this song, okay? So that aside, I made a post and I was like, all of these, uh, I, and I should have said some, but I said the religious right. I, and, and I got some pushback because people are like, the religious right isn't upset about this. And I was like, well, you come to my Twitter feed because I've been um, totally defending this guy all day long. And I felt like the Lord actually gave me a really good response to um, the religious right that Spanish were in a wad. And the, he actually said, um, you know, when the, the word, the, 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 the word, the colloquial word there for poop, I said, what is God angrier about the rich men in DC, the minors being sex trafficked or a colloquial word and euphemism for feces? I abhor curse words, but this song, and, and I'm going to, we're going to play a Psalm that he read. People were upset that he, he's a man who had, says curse words and he read Psalm 37. They, out of the mouth of shouldn't receive shouldn't be blessing and cursing. Well, blessing and cursing didn't mean curse words. It meant for you to curse or say call down curses on another person. Which okay. actually it was a an imprecatory psalm, which is kind yeah. of like calling down a curse. It is actually. It truly is. And I don't think what's worse to say the S H I T word or it's like spelling walk for a dog. You know the word. I don't need to spell it. Um, <clears throat> but what? Yeah, Psalm 37 is calling down curses on your enemy, like, which is worse. So this psalm that I'm going to play for you hit my spirit and God's righteous judgment. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a little secret. When I, because I don't want curse words to come out of my mouth. I'm just going to let you know. So I, but I've listened to this song no less than a hundred times. And I just keep playing it over and over again. There's something in it. I don't know what it is. I absolutely love it. And this compilation of reactions, I, I played it for everybody I know, and I want to watch their reaction to their reactions. And so I want, I actually would wish that I could watch your reactions to our reactions to their reactions <laughs> because it's just so awesome. Okay. And I think it's got like 160,000 views on the upload that I put up on Facebook, which is amazing. People are sharing the heck out of it. So you guys can share the heck out of it too. Go to the, go to the, um, you guys can find it on the resistance Jigs page, but, um, what I do is I exchange um, blank, blank pay. We say fiat, like a fiat dollar. That's what I do in my head. And for uh, the dollar is, I say the dollar. Michelle said the, the dollar, dollar is sick. Because it so, is. So I maybe somebody, And D-A-M-N is easily yeah, transposed to So maybe to someone darn. will come out with a child-friendly version. I like it. But for right now, if you don't want your kids to be around the curse words, don't play it for them. And here I get parents who don't. I get the Christian parents. I get you. Kimberly says, girl, I cried watching this reaction video. Okay, so we're going to watch this together. And I, I, I literally teared up listening to watching the reaction video. Well, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours. For bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. 
Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is Oh, it is Living in the new okay, world I wanted to hear the rest of his bass Because it was, it was With awesome. whole soul I can rock with that Rich men north or rich men Lord knows it all Just wanna have total control Wanna know what you think Wanna That's know what Courtney. you do And they don't think you know But I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit oh. And it's taxed to no end Okay rich men North or rich men oh. This is true Hello buddy Some <laughs> of us can't say What we absolutely know is true and he's articulating. I wish politicians look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. Yes. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground, cause all this does is keep on kicking them down. Ah, Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. What? People like you. Yeah. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. All it is, living in she was the up. world with a whole soul. These rich men know the rich men. you do and then I don't think you know but I know that you do cause your dollar ain't shit it ain't it's taxed to no end cause the rich men north the rich men Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. Damn. Damn. Oh my God! <laughs> Oliver! 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 Anthony! Oliver Anthony! Richmond, north of Richmond. So, okay, so I could not cry that time. I, 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 I was am too smiling, honestly. Happy to play this <laughs> because I already listen. I have played that and cried, and now I'm just happy that everybody's listening to it. You know, can we um, pull up the lyrics real quick? Because I want to break down some of this stuff. Because a lot of people had some issues. Why don't you bring up his Instagram post? Uh, a lot of people had some issues with the fudge rounds. Not just the fudge rounds, but yes, the the, I think the, that's the only one that they had issues um, with. Well, so milking welfare. Yeah, that was the it's it was the whole, whole one thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so let's go ahead and pull up the lyrics anyway while I while I find this. Um, I, when you look at the lyrics, it actually makes a lot of sense what he's saying, and um, and so 
Um, he, this is what Oliver said. Our government likes to, let me just share the screen so you guys can see. Our government likes to solve, throw money at problems mm-hmm. without conceptualizing real solutions that connect to the individuals involved. The lyrics contrast that some are left without any and others are only left with the option of living on junk food. Meanwhile, our farming industry has been corporatized and sold out. Food is entirely too expensive, especially in a nation with abundant farmland. In politics, it's all about keeping people who are dependent Dependent. She says, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not pay for your bag of fun drafts. Well, no, read before that. Go. You got to go before that. It starts oh, before okay. that. Okay. I wish politicians would look out for miners and not just for miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese milk. So there's two fail. different things. We have people on the streets who don't have any food, and then you've got people who are gluttonously milking welfare. And and here's the deal, guys. It's not like he's saying that everybody on welfare is milking welfare. What he's saying is that there are people milking welfare. And if for anybody to deny that, I would don't eat, like, I don't even have a conversation with you. Okay. Yeah. So he's contrasting the people that are not milking welfare. They actually maybe even yeah. need it and they are using it. Do you know how, many, how much money you get for groceries from welfare? It's like, like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. That doesn't, they're still starving. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're contrasting that two different things. honestly wouldn't buy you, like, uh, fruit for a week. Right. Like, so then he says, if you're five foot three, you're 300 pounds, taxes should not pay for your bags of fudge rounds. And then, he's, and, then, and then he says this. And this is, to me, the heart of what he's trying to say. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this darn country does is keep on kicking them down. So he's saying that there are these foods that are literally killing people. Well, is he saying that or is he saying I think that suicide? Because, well, I think there might be a second line. But I'm, it's connected. Do you think it is? It's, I think that whole series is connected. Well, I don't the, think there's five foot three young men, 300 pounds. But I think that... I'm saying that there are people that are burying themselves. He even says they're, they're living on, on junk food. Okay. Right. right. And because real food is too expensive, Mm -hmm. that junk food will kill you. Yeah. And then all the country, all this country is doing is kicking these people down, keeping them down, keeping them dependent and bound to the system. I don't feel like his statement is judging fat people at all. I think he's saying, listen, the entire system keeps these people dependent and is Mm -hmm. keeping these people bound to it and it will eventually kill them. Yeah. Would you bring up the the imprecatory Psalm? So he read Psalm 37, absolutely powerful. Uh, It's over here to the left. No, no, just one of these right here. This, uh, one of our friends sent me this. And honestly, this was the the first place that he played at, mm-hmm. right? After he kind of went viral. Yeah. They, and so his what he wanted to present to the world is, I am a Christian, and here's what I want you to hear. So the, the a lot of people have had a problem with the fact that the song shows a lot of problems. Frankly, he came with he came with a solution, which is Psalm 37. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> It's crazy to me because uh, I remember back in June I played here for about 20 people and uh, but that's that's the beautiful part of this country though is even an idiot like me can make something happen so if I can do it you can do it before we start singing and I mean we because I hope y'all are going to be singing too 
I just had something I, I felt compelled to share with you. This is in uh, Psalm Psalm 37, 12 through 20. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that have righteousness than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will have plenty. But the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed, He's and they will up. go up in smoke. Guys, I mean, and, and, and I don't know if you guys remember what we told you last week about Oliver Anthony, is that he 30 lives. days prior to this song going viral, he made a commitment to the Lord that he would quit drinking, and he would commit his life to the Lord if God would would make something happen mm -hmm. with his music mm -hmm. and which, well he said make something happen i don't know if he meant it about okay i think he says follow his dream yeah to follow um, his dream Maybe so he, he then has now come out and said uh that his dream isn't really music that's not yeah what he's so desiring. nine days ago all but i want to finish this thought okay, because this is really important so he 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 stopped drinking and literally on faith committed his life to God. It wasn't like he was just waiting. I'm just going to drink until God does something. Mm -hmm. He put action to it. He's been sober for over a month now, right? Mm -hmm. And he is clearly committing his life to God. And I just think that that is all you need to know as far as the curse words. He said that he wrote that song. Um, is that in the article about when he wrote the song? It was kind of like he was in a really low time in his life. So I'm just going to read what he's telling you about telling us about himself. It's been difficult as I browse through 50,000 plus messages and emails I received in the last week. The story, and even Fox News can't get a hold of him. You think, <laughs> they don't like star in your Gmail. Fox News is like a beep, beep, beep. Uh, the stories that have been shared paint a brutally honest picture, suicide, addiction, unemployment. They're like all like, he's like a therapy therapist for everybody. Anxiety and depression, hopelessness, and the list goes on. I'm sitting in such a weird place in my life right now. I never wanted to be a full-time musician, much less sit at the top of the iTunes charts. Uh, Draven from Radio uh, West Virginia and I filmed these tunes on my land with the hope that we may hit 300,000 views. I still don't quite believe uh, what has went on since we uploaded that. It's just strange to me. People in the music industry give me blank stares when I brush off an $8 million offer. He did. I don't want six tour buses, 15 tractor trailers, and a jet. I don't want to play stadium shows. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I wrote the music I wrote because I was suffering with mental health and depression. These songs have connected with millions of people on such a deep level because they're being sung by someone feeling the words in the very moment they were being sung. No editing, no agent, no just some idiot in his guitar. The style of music that we should have never gotten away from in the first place. So that being said... I've never taken the time to tell you who I actually am, and here I am. My legal name is Christopher Anthony Lunsford. My grandfather was Oliver Anthony, 
and Oliver Anthony Music is a dedication not only to him, but to the 1930s Appalachia where he was born and raised. Dirt floors, seven kids, hard times. At this point, I'll gladly go by Oliver because everyone knows me as such, but my friends and family still call me Chris. You can decide for yourself. Either is fine. In 2010, I dropped out of high school at the age of 17. I have a GED from Spruce Pine, North Carolina. I worked multiple plant jobs in Western North Carolina, my last being at the paper mill in McDowell County. I work third shift six days a week for $14.50 an hour in a living hell. Wow. In 2013, I had a bad fall at work and fractured my skull. It forced me to move back home to Virginia. Due to complications from the injury, it took me six months before I could work again. From 2014 until just a few uh, days ago, I've worked outside sales in the industrial manufacturing world. My job has taken me all over Virginia and into the Carolinas, getting to know tens of thousands of other blue-collar workers on job sites and in factories. I've spent all day every day for the last 10 years hearing the same story. People are so darn tired of being neglected, divided, and manipulated. In 2019, I paid $97,500 for the property, and I still owe $60,000 on it. I am living in a 27-foot camper with a tarp on the roof that I got off of Craigslist for $750. There's nothing special about me. I'm not a good musician. I'm not even a very good person. I've spent the last five years struggling with mental health and using alcohol to drown it. I am sad to see the world in the state that it's in, with everyone fighting with each other. I have spent many nights feeling hopeless that the greatest country on earth is quickly fading away. That being said, I hate the way the internet has divided all of us. The internet is a parasite that infects the minds of humans and has their way with them. Hours wasted, goals forgotten, loved ones sitting in houses with each other distracted all day by technology, made by, by the hands of other poor souls in sweatshops in a foreign land. When is enough enough? When are we going to fight back for what's right again? Millions have died protecting the liberties we have. Freedom of speech is such a precious gift. Never in world history has the world had the freedom it currently does. Don't let them take it away from you. Just like those once wandering in the desert, we have lost our way from God and have let false idols distract us and divide us. It's a darn shame. That's good. So he's putting together t-shirts, by the way, uh, that... Um, Oh, what does it say? It says with an old soul or something like that. And it's got a little beard on it. And so he's got a t-shirt shop that he's um, joining up with Mountain Creek Signs and Graphics. Um, that's local in Blackstone, Virginia. So um, they're going to, they're rushing to get a website launched and then he's going to be putting the t-shirts up there. And I think it'll be much easier to get a hold of him. But um, I love the honesty of this guy. I think that um, we need more people like him that are not like, I'm not here to like make a big stink. I just wanted to get my music out there so you guys could hear it, but I don't really want to become like a, a star per se. Babylon B says the country music industry is confused by a man actually from the country making actual, actual music. music. Janice says, God bless this man. He's a true American that represents us common folks. Soulful, vo soulful voice, unique. What a gift from God. Kimberly says, amen. Uh, let me go. I haven't checked in with um, Rumble over here for a minute. Um, Sir Thriving Mama says, this song slaps. Um, slaps. Let's see. Can you decipher what he's saying about Red Spend? I think um, you're not getting that. Um, I don't know which part you're talking about there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Declare, maybe he is referring to the communists. I don't think that he is actually saying, I don't think Red Spend is anywhere in there. Um, Sir Thriving Mama says, Psalm 37 is one of my favorites, and it's how I feel about the rich men north of Richmond, a.k.a. the politicians. Bring them down, Lord. Um, uh, James says, I have heard no response at all from Biden concerning this disaster. Back to the Maui fires. 
um, declare uh, says everything the government touches fails is misguided and political. I've been speaking of a foundation made with private money to preserve the native property owners. Stuart the Brit says national heritage uh, building fields, etc., is very important here. Most areas are protected. Uh, declare says sin is a heart issue. Rebellious selfishness, self-harm is sin against God's holiness. Glorify God in all that you do. Very all right. Well so, um, I don't know if you can bring up these three, these, I'm going to end with, um, four little remixes that other people have done with these kind of a few little raps because it hit sure. their soul. Oops. And, um, I felt like, I like it when people do covers of songs. I well, think that they're what fun. they're saying is this song, I want to sing it. Yeah. Everybody wants to sing it. I go around the house singing it. I just have to, I just, I've already reworked the curse words in my head and so they're to not use them. Yeah. So one particular line is a little intense, but uh, we'll of, of a remix. Yeah. Well, then you don't want to make no, just play it. it. Just right. play it. I can't make these any bigger. I also can't control how to play them. Is there volume to it? Bertha, daughters and sons, and they nurse all. I love our family while we are traveling, trying to get paychecks and work hard. I don't know how much longer I can take this Only looks like I got half of my paycheck How can I explain this all to a baby? I know I'll read it, the statement you gave me Dear Mr. Lot, know you've been working daily around the clock Gotta provide for the family you got But you laid off, sincerely your boss, I'm sorry Isn't that sounding outrageous? How about you go home and say that? Go to your daughter and tell her you broke Cause when your boss will give you some change, you would take it I am not one to just take it I am not one to be lazy when I get up, put days in. I am just one my payment. Lord, it's a damn shame. Cause a rich man. All right. You think, wanna know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end. Cause a rich man. What I think, I'm thinking it's time that we all unite. Cause if we combine the city boys with the boys off in the pines and load up our rifles and form us a line, we're only as weak as the links in the chain. So think for yourself and start using your brain. They pit us against one another, my brother. Don't focus on color, quit fanning the flames. We're selling our souls for the fortune of fame. They poison the water, derailing the trains, killing the cattle and taxing the grain. No one does nothing but bitch and complain. It's a damn shame. But people like me will survive Blue collar baby, I work to get mine My people don't stand in a welfare line Hunting and fishing and growing the garden They're starving your family while feeding you lies What kind of man are saying idly by While children get raped I'd rather die There's a little bit of line there I felt like a little bit violent But it was so good It talked about the uh, Palestine, East Palestine um, derailment Like, I don't know, that was just really good I think there was, uh, was there one more? Wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do And they don't think you know, but I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end Cause a rich man, cause a rich man I'm sick of this shit, it's time for a change They've taken control, they're picking our brains Our money is earned, we work every day We pay all our bills out, they slept to some change I'm sick of the game, sick of the lies The rich getting rich while the poor survive And arm in the leg for gas in the rise They pin us against, create a divide It ain't about race, if we as the people Just start standing up, they'll never defeat us Created as equal, it's me that the steeple And pray all the devil away in the evil I'm mad, they breaking us bad They taking away all the raising we had This country is sad, just look where we at, it ain't 
what it was, so let's get it back They made us this way, we all gotta say We've all had enough and then maybe one day We'll start seeing change, I'm tired of the games Got nothing to lose and nothing to gain Cause everything costs a little more than it should We all have a voice, let's use it for good I'm sick of this shit Y'all better wake up for it's too late Lord, it's a damn shame you know what I love is that these guys decided to do it outside the way that he did. I know. I, I didn't cool. even actually think of that. No. All right, is that it? That's it. All right. I don't know what you guys think, but I think that this young man, and he is very young. It would be a darn shame if you guys didn't like and follow us on Facebook and on Rumble. It would be a darn shame if you didn't go sign up for our emails that are now working. Woo -woo. Resistancechicks.com forward slash registration or on the main page. Just click on the box there that says join the resistance, as Alex Jones used to say. If you're listening to this broadcast, you, you are. are the resistance. Um, guys, this has been a phenomenal show. Thank you for your patience. I'm sorry that we had technical difficulties in 40 minutes to figure out that the monitor was unplugged. But God knows... And uh, I'm glad that you guys were, were here with us and you're here for the journey and the duration. As a reminder, put it on your calendars. Bards Fest 2023, September yeah. 21st through the 23rd. It would be a shame if you missed that. In Flemingsburg, Kentucky, we are partnering with uh, Bards FM, Scott Kesterson over there. We're super excited about that. We're going to be camping we're out. Be camping. It's going to be a life-changing event. It's going to be way different than anything that you have ever attended we're going to be laying hands on people. We're going to be we're going to be um, pr praying for you for deliverance. We're going to be praying for you for healing. We're going to be anointing people. We are going to be equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. This is going to be a life changing event that you do not want to miss. So if you want more information. Tickets are not on sale yet, but you can get more info at bardsfm.com. I think it's forward slash bardsfest, but just bardsfm.com will get you there. Uh, but we're super, super excited about that. And as we get more information, um, as far as getting the tickets, we will let you know. But guys, mark it on your calendar. If you can be there, it's going to be Thursday through Saturday with a Sunday morning sun uh, sunrise service. We're going to be doing communal food. It's going to be, a, I, it will, your life will never be the same after this event. So we're very much looking forward to that. And last but not least, if you guys want to support Mike Lindell for what he just did yesterday, I, you can't fathom how much money it costs to put on an event like what he's been doing. So I want you guys to go to mypillow.com and uh, support him. I am currently daily using my my pillow products i'm using the towels every single day i'm using the my slippers every single day i'm using the my pillow sandals they are actually out of everything that i've ever gotten from my pillow these sandals are my favorite i look forward to putting them on it's like walking on a cloud okay um my my pillow every single day i'm using it i've tried to use my other pillows I literally throw them on the floor every time I try to go back to them and go back to the MyPillow. My MyPillow sheets, I am using those every single day. They are literally the best sheets that I have ever used. There is no reason they whatsoever are. They are. for you not to be supporting Mike Lindell. And I know, okay, I've already bought this and I already have this. Fine. Go get the My Coffee. Okay, because that's something that you'll use up. And you use it again and again and again. Go to the my store, mystore.com. Use yes. promo code RC um, and support Mike Lindell because if it weren't for Mike Lindell and what he is doing, all of this stuff, you saw the clip that we showed um, on our Brighteon segment with Dr. Frank, all of that data would not be getting to us, okay? We actually have 
a channel on Bright or excuse me on uh, Frank, Frank Speech. Speech on Frank Social. We have an account over there. Like we are plugged in as plugged in as you can possibly get with Mike Lindell. Why? Because he is single-handedly going to drag this nation to truth if he has to do it, not by hook or by crook, but he is going to do it with the power of God. And I'm so proud of him. So there is no one, frankly, and you guys hear us promote a lot of things on our show. As far as a person who's getting on their face before God and trying to do his very best, well, and you know it's that Mike he's Lindell. obviously no one I can hitting uh, some uh, nerve because they pulled his pillow from like all the stores, right? Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, if you you know how the Bible talks about pouring hot coals on your enemy and stuff? Yes. All your family members that don't invite you to Christmas, you send them Christmas presents. You send them my pillows. You send them my slippers. You send them my coffee they with Mike Lindell's face. They will secretly wear those slippers. They will. Do you know that at the secondhand store the other day there was a, a, a pair of my slippers sitting in there and they were in the expensive stuff cabinet behind the lock and key under glass were those they are all leather, okay? They are squishy soles, okay? I'm telling you what, use promo code RC, go to MyPillow.com and show Mike Lindell that we support what he is doing because all of these funds, when you, when I, I can guarantee you, when you support MyPillow, you are supporting, exposing what's going on with these elections. Yeah. Hands down, it goes... It's literally hand in hand. So we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy if it's actually the truth. Kimberly says the evidence they collected is totally mind-blowing. And by the way, if you missed the election integrity um, summit, yeah. you can go to frankspeech.com. Mm-hmm. And um, you can actually get an account there that's like YouTube and start uploading your own mm-hmm. content, by the way. Go to frankspeech.com. Thank you. And watch d- it. How do you how do you say it? It's just James. It's just James. Thank you, James. Thank you for being awesome yourself. Okay, we will see you guys on Sunday. If you liked today's program, which why would you not? Leah's amazing. She put this show together. She's our fact finder, digger, truth uncoverer. You do not want to miss our world news program, which will be Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, it's already shaping up to be a big one. It's ship shaping up. And this past Wednesday... The Revelation Red Pill to beat all Revelation Red Pills. Margaret Sanger, eugenics, population control, four and a half hours worth. Please it go watch it. It was three hours and 44 minutes. Four hours worth. It was not that, but it to expose all this garbage, it takes a long time, right? So you don't want to miss that. And last but not least, one more time. What are you going to do? You're going to sign up for our emails and our newsletters. I promise you I will not spam you. I'm Right now it's setting up that I'm going to send them about once a week unless something big shows up. So we'll send all the videos in from one week and send them to your inbox. Go to resistancechicks.com forward slash registration. We love you. God loves you. God bless. We'll see you next time right here on resistancechicks.com. Adios, guys. Have a very blessed weekend. I was called.